guys what they do what's up how you doing glad you're doing well couldn't hear your response don't matter because i know you're doing well welcome back to off the sticks and boy do we got some things to talk about today my name is killer i'm joined by two of my homies my best friends and whatnot y'all go ahead do the whole introduction thing what's up y'all y'all know who it is you know who's we know who we know who they are now. We know who Ime Udoka is. I tell you that much. Um, outside of being a, I'll just go ahead and let me say a damn good coach. Apparently, Bruh has been swinging more wood than the MLB team. Um, this dude, like this is just rumored out now. Everyone knows all the story because it broke Thursday. You know we don't record sports on Thursday. That's why we're talking about it now. But um, this whole thing with Ime Udoka. When it first broke, I was like, so, like, just from, like, a basketball perspective, did it affect him doing his job? No. But now that more information is coming out, that's why I like to kind of wait on things like this, because I was like, why does his extramarital affairs matter on the basketball front? Now, on a personal level, it matters a lot. On the basketball front, to me, not so much, but... Now it does matter on the basketball front because apparently it's been rumored that, you know, outside of just messing with other women in the organization, Rub was also messing with a player's wife. And apparently it was a starter. So that really limits it down. So ain't no telling whose girlfriend or wife it was. That information's yet to be given. And I don't like this whole mystery thing because it's allowing people to presume it's this person or alleged that it's this person when we don't know who this man been sleeping with so i do believe that since we know about him and his misdeeds if it's someone else in the organization i believe that that punishment should go both ways and whoever else it was needs to also be taken to the shed the same way i mean at least the suspension should match up and then maybe if you play it by percentage of money wasted or whatever, um, money being fined, you do the same on a percent level. So that's just how I would do it since we're doling out punishments this way. But um, I can't sit here and say I'm disappointed in this man because I don't know this dude. But I can say that as far as things go, it's only getting worse with more information. And that's going to wind up turning to, to me the fiber of this team apart. Now, can they still go out there on the court and perform? Yeah, because it's never bothered any of us. We've all dealt with teammates or chapter brothers or whatever, bringing a mess into having a messy life and then also still having to do things for the orgs that we're all a part of. So we've all dealt with it on that on that level. So it doesn't really affect the unit. But when one piece is really kind of not doing what it's supposed to do on and off the court, it can affect. So I don't know exactly what this is going to be in the end, but as far as it goes, I do believe every single person involved does need to be exposed for being involved. So that way all punishments can be doled out. No one should be protected in this. That's how I feel about it. But what do you guys think about this whole thing? 
Core, you got it. I really want to approach this as delicately as possible because, Kill, as you said, a lot has changed since Thursday when we first just kind of loosely talked about this because at the time, we only got really, I'd say, one piece of information. And at the time, for me, and this is just how I am generally, like, you know, what you do behind closed doors is none of my business. I don't I don't try to dig into anybody's stuff. Like, what you do, hey, you know. And kill like, what, also what you're saying, like, if it wasn't affecting his job, which clearly, as, like, uh, as, as evidenced by his first season, it had no effect on his job, his, his performance as a coach. Then it's like, okay, that's something for him and his family and the organization to work out and all the best to everybody. Now, with a lot of new information, I don't, and, and also I want to say, I don't know what's true and what's not. You know, I don't, I don't want to sit here and, and just say that everything that's coming out are facts. Like, I, I, I can't, I can't say that in good conscience, but with all the extra stuff coming out and, and you got people saying, you know, it was one thing, but it's actually a lot worse. It's like, man, because now you're getting into other people being affected. Right. You know, when you have people now going on social media and, and like pulling up, you know, female employees of the Boston Celtics and all that stuff. And like you're saying, it's, this woman or is that woman or is it and, and, and like now you said he's messing with another player player's wife or it's like that is something that the celtics organization should be held accountable for like yeah i know you got people like on social media who's who, who's just gonna do whatever right but you have to you have to protect your employees you have to male or female you have to, as, a, as an organization, you have to protect your females from something like your, your employees from something like this. Because, man, you got people being put out there falsely as, 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 as doing whatever. But anyway, this could have so many repercussions on the Celtics, on E-May, and just culture as a whole in sports. Because, like, we're not naive. Like... I'm pretty sure like this is not the first time something like this has happened in the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, wherever. Like, so the fact that it happened is not really surprising to me. I think maybe some like the extra details that might be coming out, if they're true, might be a little surprising. But it's like Nobody looks good here. This is my whole point. Nobody looks good in this scenario, right? Because now you got a guy who's made his choices, and and now he's got he's got to deal with that with his family. But now you've got people, all this stuff coming out. You got people saying, "Oh, it was this person, it was that person," and then it's like it's not it's not fair. It's not a good look on your organization when you can have people just freely go out there. And and because now their lives are being affected too now, you know what I'm saying? And like their 
you know, spouses, their kids, their family, that they they have to question them and they got to, you know, and it's just it's just wild. So the Celtics bear some culpability in that. Um, I think as if you are a Celtics player, man, it's hard for me to feel like there just won't be, at least in the beginning, like this, this, this cloud over this upcoming season. Like it's maybe and maybe as the season goes along and I don't know how things are going to play out, but maybe you can circumvent that if the team is performing well or whatever. But it's just it's just a messy situation. Like, like I said, much messier than we when than we first thought it was. Because not only that, man, he probably didn't cost himself a lot of money, especially since he performed so well in his first year as a head coach. And it's just like, man, like, but I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's tough because like this, this is stuff that like I, like I said, I don't like to, you know, what you do behind closed doors is none of my business. But now it's starting to have severe repercussions for those around you. And like I said, E-Mate, not only is he culpable, but I think the Celtics organization has shared some culpability too. Because like I said, now you've got women being put out there on front street because of people speculating of, of who who is involved in this whole thing. So. Man, this is just this is this is this is just a messy situation, man. I got a question, Corey. How how are the Celtics culpable? How is it their fault? I'd say it's their fault because no one. How can I how can I put this? There should be someone to I don't know. It's on social or something to like say, hey, like I'm trying to see how I want to put it because. Okay. If all of this is true, and like, yeah, well, I don't know, I don't know what is true, but if all this stuff is true, and you're gonna let him linger as part of the organization, now I know they gave him a one year suspension, but like, if all of this is coming out, I think you should just fire him because now you got this thing that's looming over. The entire organization, at least for the foreseeable future. And apparently they said they've known for months. Like they've known for months. Right, right, right. So so I'm I'm not asking like how is the decision to suspend him or fire him um the Celtics fault. I'm asking how is what happened between Mayadoka and this Celtics, this other Celtics staffer. How is that the organization's fault? I'm saying I think the organization need to come out and support the females that work for the team more. That that's 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 what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying that that obviously like they didn't. When I'm saying couple, I don't mean like they like are putting them out there or putting their names out there or anything like that. I'm saying I think they can do a better job of stepping up for their their female staffers because like you know when when I mean, people but they did right. I don't know, did they? They they suspended the Mayadoka. Yeah, but now that but it's a difference. Like they would have suspended him, but the fact that we now know why he is suspended, and now instead of saying who else was involved and then also punishing him as well, because Ime wasn't the only one that broke a team rule here. So 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 that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So so let me let me do both of y'all. 
Do y'all think that Amaya Doka should be suspended? Do y'all think that it's justified? In the beginning, it was confusing because I was like, NBA players cheat all the time. Same thing with other powerful people. You're in position of power. You get a little bit more freedom, I guess, to get away with doing more jacked up stuff. But in the beginning, I would say no. But now that players are involved, yes. What players? We don't know yet. That's the, I, that's the yeah, craziest I, part. I, 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 haven't, I haven't read anything about him messing with any of his players' wives. Yeah, I said, like I said that was what was rumored. Who's, who's most things that? like where did it come that, from? That I found that oddly enough, I was scrolling, I was scrolling through Facebook this morning and I came across it, and I can't remember exactly who. I should have screenshotted it. So the reason the reason why I'm asking all these questions, and I mean y'all can y'all can you know respond and everything. Um, but the reason why I'm asking all these questions is because this isn't like in God, God rest his soul. I I hate to bring this up, but this is not like the Kobe Bryant situation back when back when he was younger and he got accused of um, essentially he got accused of sexual assault um, with with that woman um, back then. I'm sure we all remember that. This isn't this isn't that um, say, saying to me saying that the Celtics need to protect their female employees. I agree with that general statement. I do not believe that that applies to this situation. Um, Emea Doka is, I believe, still is. I, I saw a report that said that Nia Long was uh was going to try to work it out with him, which I commend her for that. Um, but mm-hmm. so Emea Doka still he he is with he is engaged to Nia Long. Cool. He has the responsibility. He has the responsibility of commitment. Um, the the Boston Celtics staffer that he was having an affair with. She is also married. They are equally, they are equally responsible for what happened within the organization, and they are equally responsible for the things happening in their in their um respective relationships equally if it was me i would not have suspended emea doka i would have fired him however i also would have fired that woman too because the fact of the matter is the fact of the matter is the boston celtics have a policy in place that prevents this type of behavior. So I, that that's the problem that I find that I find in this thing now, right? Like right now, after the after the details that have came out have come out, um, there's a policy in place. These two people were very conscious of the policy that they were breaking got caught it got exposed they should both be gone um this is not this is not something where uh 
and based on the details that have come out, I don't know if there's any more, um, but based on what we know, this is not a situation where um, this is not a situation where the woman needs to be protected of anything. Um, th- yeah, this isn't this this isn't that. She 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 made a conscious choice. Nobody forced her to do to do anything, um, or whatever. Now the problem that I have with this whole story is when you run down the timeline. When you run down the timeline, there are some things that I have red flags about, and none of it is about the Mayadoka. Like like at Mayadoka, we know like. He was sleeping with sleeping with uh with one of the staff one of the staff members of the Celtics got caught. He God, he cheated on Nia Long. That's another story for another day. We know what he did. The the red flags that I got respectively are pertaining to this woman because apparently, apparently. This all started. This all started because um, the woman's husband overheard a conversation. Um, yeah, overheard a conversation or whatever that I guess his wife and the Mayadoka was having. Um, and this was tweeted out by Kevin Frazier. And he was saying he's saying that a bunch of sources confirmed this or whatever. Um, so so he, I got his tweet pulled up. It says uh, Celtics female staffers affair with Celtics coach Maya Doka was uncovered by her husband when he overheard a private conversation on a home doorbell camera. All right. Now he now the husband got every right to be mad. You know what I'm saying? Bring it to light. All of that. The reason the reason why. That is a, that's a red flag to me is because Amaya Doka, he got suspended. I haven't heard no consequences for that, that the Celtics have uh, have um, done for this this female staffer. I have not heard any consequences, and she was equally just as responsible. Again, this is not an assault, an assault or forceful type of thing that happened. Then after that tweet got put out and after that news got put out it then came out that um Amaya Doka said some like unwarranted some unwarranted comments or whatever um it said that it says that uh the woman recently recently accused Adoka of making unwanted comments towards her which led the team to launch a set of uh, internal interviews. Now, that gives me a red flag because it's almost like it was consensual and y'all were doing what y'all were doing. Y'all knew the risk that y'all were doing. Y'all knew the risk of what y'all were doing. Y'all, were, y'all knew that y'all, y'all both were wrong and if y'all got caught, there was going to be repercussions. Both of y'all got significant others. Well, the woman's significant other, her husband, found out from a conversation on the doorbell camera. And 
it, it's it's the the way the way it appears to me is after the husband found out about this affair that his wife was having with the Mayadoka, then all of a sudden, oh, she's getting she's getting messages that are unwanted from Amayadoka. It seems it seems very convenient. Is my point. I'm not accusing anybody. I'm not accusing anybody of lying on him. I'm not accusing anybody of lying. Period. I am just saying that that ca- that causes me to pause. Like y'all were doing y'all thing consensually and then when the when the wife when the wife gets caught all of a sudden Amaya Doka these comments was un, was unwanted it was like well that don't take away everything else that she did want before she got caught so why are me so 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 it, it's it's like do y'all understand what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's, it seems, it seems very convenient. My point in bringing, my point in bringing all of this up is for me to say, I am, I, I stand, I am 10 toes down. Boston did absolutely the right thing or no, Boston didn't do the right thing. Boston should have fired him. Mayadoka deserved to be fired. He does not deserve to be able to coach the Boston Celtics ever again. I don't, or not, I'm not going to say ever again, but at least for right now. He, this is not something where he should be canceled. This is not something where he should not be able to get another coaching job. He should just not be able to get a coaching job in Boston for right now. Um, so I so so I think he should have been fired. I think it should have been harsher than a one year uh, suspension. But I also feel like that woman should also have been fired. So that's why I asked what I asked, Corey, because you said the Boston Celtics uh, have to take some accountability. I don't think so. The Boston Celtics cannot be in their employees' life on their personal time. If if somebody going cheat, they going cheat. The Celtics cannot. They all they can do is put the policy in place, which is what they did. Now, what the Celtics could have done is bring this to light sooner, because, like you said, they they apparently knew about this before it got to this point. So they could so they could have fired Amaya Doka, and like let the story just have been Amaya Doka's behavior was not what the Boston Celtics uh, represent. We had to let him go, and that could have been it. And this could have came out. Some some you know sometime down the road. So that's the only thing that I feel like the Celtics organization is responsible for. But as far as what actually happened, that is equally shared. That responsibility I feel like is equally shared between Amaya Doka and this woman. And I hope again I'm not placing I'm not place I'm not trying to say one person was more at fault than the other. These are two people, two grown adults who both consented. They knew exactly what they were doing. They both had significant others. So the risk for them was the same. What they were risking was the same exact thing. And so I think they need to share that responsibility. I think that is the be- I think that is the most fair thing. I do not. My fear about this thing is that this is going to turn into a um, a woman versus 
man kind of issue. And that's not what this that's not what this should be. That's why I am saying they should fire Maya Doka, because if they only suspend him, but they fire her. Then the Boston Celtics got another issue on their hand. They both need to be gone. They both need to be gone. And, and ju- just give give both of them the same punishment. Treat them treat them equally. Treat them equally but harshly. That that that's where I'm at with it. So so Corey, that's now you understand why I was asking you what I was what I was asking about. Like why why are the Celtics culpable? Like what do you mean they should protect their female employees more? Because as far as I'm concerned, they have like there's nothing to protect this woman from. Like she did it. No, 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 no. I no, I agree. Like that's why I said at the top. Like since this was consensual, like like I said, like hey, what you do behind closed doors and whatever repercussions in terms of how that affects you and your personal life, like that's that's for you to work out. My 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 thing when I was talking about protecting their employees was that because these two engaged in a consensual relationship on the side and i don't even know if i don't even know if the celtics organization can legally do this but you're right they both share culpability and like if one is punished the other should be equally as punished and i'm saying if i think the celtics should release the name of the person that he was doing this whatever with so that every other female employee that works for the team can have their name cleared that that's what i meant by that i'm not saying oh okay okay i got you okay okay yeah no no, i'm not saying her Okay, she that's, deserves that's as why much. Yeah, she deserves as much blame and as much of a punishment as Eme does. But I was saying everybody else who now, because of social media, like, because like, shoot, on Thursday, it was all speculated. It was one specific female, but then it came out. No, it was a completely different one. And, and I'm saying, like, when you have something like that, now that person has to go to their families and and they say, hey, this ain't me. I had nothing to do with this. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's tough. So like. The Celtics, like I said, I don't know if they're legally able, but they should also release the name of the person that he was with, so that every other female employee can have their names. Because that's that's all oh, I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I yeah. I no. I agree with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. My my bad for the misunderstanding. Yeah, I agree with what you just said one hundred percent. Killer, what do you got? Anything to like? To like? There's only one thing I got to say. I want all of our listeners. To remember that on Tuesday, September 27, 2022, all, all three of us agreed on something. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, but like like Killer, I I, I am genuinely curious to mm-hmm. get your perspective on on how you feel about what I said pertaining to like they are equally responsible. And the reason why I'm I, I want your perspective is because I have had conversations outside of this podcast where there are quite a few people who believe that um who who believe that you know she's she's going to get fired while Amaya Doka is going to be able to come back to coach the Celtics after this year um and they and they think that's that's unfair uh they they believe that oh you know um it may not be as consensual as what they're reporting and, and it, like i i've in, in me what i am saying is based on the details that we know about i am not making any assumptions about anything to me they are equally responsible they they are 
they have the they they share the same responsibility. They should share they should share the same punishment. I hundred percent agree with you. I actually said that right before I turned it over to you guys. That whatever punishment you give Ime, you give to this other employee. The only thing I said you may want to adjust, want to adjust for is the money. So whatever percentage of whatever fine he paid is of his intake, that same percentage of her intake also needs to be paid up because that's both of y'all breaking the company rule. Now, I believe if they fire, which will be the worst thing in the absolute world for Boston to do. If they fire who? If they fire the woman and not Ime. Oh, yeah, that would that be, would I, I, be would, I, I would have a problem with that. Like to, I, I would have a problem with that. For lack of finding a better term at this moment, it would be a total shit show. Oh, if absolutely. that pops. If absolutely. that pops. Now, I'm always down to watch the Boston Celtics go up in flames. I'm a Bulls fan, same as you. I would yeah, I want, love I want to go. I want them to go up in flames on the court, though. I wanted to yeah, be yeah, yeah, I exactly. to go on the court. On, on you know the saying? court. On the I court want, is what I want. I want. I want my coach to outcoach Ime. I want my players to out to outplay their players. I think Billy can outcoach Ime. Um, I don't know about that. Ime, I, I think I think I think Billy can. Ime, a top five coach in the league, but hey, I mean, yeah, I, I would give Billy that same, that same. I give him that same. Oh no, but because but, of you, got to remember what he did in OKC as well. I give him that same respect. Future future pod topic top five yeah. coaches in the NBA. Carry on. Yeah, future yeah. pod topic. Um, but but yeah, no, I, I just yeah, I just want people to understand. I just want people to understand where I'm coming from. I'm gonna reiterate it one more time. I am not putting any blame. I'm not putting any blame solely on the woman. This is not this is not a what would happen. If a man did this kind of thing, this is not this is not a sexist kind of thing, unless the Celtics make it a sexist kind of thing. But what mm-hmm. this is right now, this is not that. This is simply this thing happened. Boston has a policy against the thing that happened because these two people took part in breaking the policy. These two people should both be relieved of their duties because I, I and, and, and I'll, I'll say this. I don't know if y'all got something to say about this, but I'll, I'll say this and then I'll get off it. I don't even, it may, it may Adoka is suspended for a year. I do not believe the boss that, that the, the woman that works, that worked for the Celtics. I do not believe that she should be suspended for a year because what happens is after this year, they both got to come back to work. And then what happens? The shit is awkward now. Like to me, the only resolution is one of them. One of them has to be relieved of their job, and because they were equally responsible, since one since one has to go, the other has to go. Mm. That that's at least how I see it. Yeah, they are. Boston's really in a no-win situation here. Either they're gonna lose in the public eye. Or they're going to lose in the front office. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Boston has a way to win. And I think the way to win is to give them the same. I think the way to win is for them to let both of them go. Because if they are suspended, if they're if they are both suspended, if they get the same suspension, yes, it's the same punishment. But when they come back, 
oh, are the Celtics going to be, you know, favoring Amaya Doka because he's the head coach? So are they going to be catering to him more than they're catering to the woman that he was having an affair with? Are they going to be catering to the woman that he was having an affair with more because they don't want, um, they don't want, like, like they, they're trying to have the perfect PR, uh, PR plan going on and stuff. Like, like, like there's a whole, there's a whole lot that the Celtics will have to manage if both of them have their jobs. And you can't have one lose their job and one keep their job because that would be completely unfair. The only way to win for the Celtics is to be fair. Both of them need to be gone. That's the only way the Celtics can win. Just wash your hands of it completely. And who knows? Emea Doka may be out. He it may get Emea Doka may end up getting fired if uh if his assistant coach who's stepping in as the interim does a good job anyway. So we'll see. You know, you know who else is having a really jacked up summer, to say the least. Well, going into the season, a team that people thought was going to actually make the NBA Finals two years in a row, which I kind of laughed at, the Phoenix Suns. Um, Robert Sarver. Uh. Fuck that Dude, guy. yeah, there's no other way to put it. Um, that this is a different, this is a different thing, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's a completely different thing. Um, this has got to deal with now. You guys have heard my mouth before on this pod. I'm not really nice, but um, this dude's a dick. Like, there's really no other way that I can really put it outside of that. Uh, completely because this is now the second time in Chris Paul's career where he now has to play for an organization in spite of its owner. Some of us grow up in life and have to do things in spite of like family members or to break generational curses and stuff like that. This is a Chris Paul curse in a like a, a comical sense. It's like, damn, seriously, your two best shots at winning a championship, and both of them you happen to be playing for a racist prick. Can you seriously have any worse luck than that? No, like I, the, I think this is. I think this is great. I think this the is great odds of that shit. Just, no, just the that, odds think, of that shit. I think this is great for Chris Paul. This, if there was any, if there was any athlete they needed to go through something like this to me chris paul is one of those athletes that should do it him d wade lebron Bello, that whole banana boat crew those are the perfect mm-hmm. athletes to go through something like this because they will not be silenced Chris Paul, Chris Paul is coming from, Chris Paul is coming from, uh, what, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. His mama went to Winston-Salem State. He grew up pretty much around, like, the whole HBCU black culture. Chris Paul is an active student. He's an enrolled student at Winston-Salem State University which is also our alma mater for those who don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. Chris Paul has already dealt with this with the Donald Sterling shit. So he has the experience of how to deal with something like this. And 
Chris Paul, it has the respect of every person in the NBA because of who he. I think I think he's is he's the is he the president of the uh, players union? Yes. I think, I think, yes, he's and I think CJ McCollum is the vice president. Mm-hmm. I think CJ is gonna gonna do a great job. Oh yeah, Chris CJ, oh yeah. When when Chris retires, yeah, CJ is gonna do an awesome job. But this is the perfect guy. This is the perfect guy to if if there's anybody who has to go through anything like this, I want it to be Chris Paul because Chris Paul has the political the political background within the league to make some change happen. He can work with he can obviously work with the players union and all of that. He can work with the league officials because of because of, he is the president of the players union. Um, like. It's unfortunate for him that he has to go through this twice. It's unfortunate that he got to put that son's jersey on. It's unfortunate that the league dropped the ball and did not and did not ban Sarver for life. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there was any player to go through this, if there was any player to go through this, the one that I would want would be the one who knows how to work the politics of the league and how to and how to nav- negotiate with the executives. Chris Paul know how to do that. So even though this happened and it sucks, the players the players can at least feel like their back is covered because of who the who the the president of their union is and because of who he plays for. The president of the union is playing for the dude that everybody hate. He know how to navigate it. So it's like everybody can follow his lead. Whatever energy Chris give, all the other players can follow his lead. Am, am, I, am I making sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Go ahead, Cor. Yeah, it's just... Um, obviously, I don't know if... I mean, obviously, he needs to be gone for life. And, like, this story, like, remember, this is a story that ESPN wrote, was it, I think it was a year ago? Two yes, years ago? a year, a year a, ago. A, a year ago. Okay, year I remember ago. reading it, and I was like, oh, okay. And so you kind of figured, like, this was coming down the horizon, especially after the NBA did their investigation and whatnot. I guess, like I said, I'm surprised he didn't get the Donald Sterling treatment of just like banned for life. But I don't, I don't know if they cut a deal where they suspended him for a year and he has to sell the teams or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Um, but obviously, it's a step in the right direction. And if you're a Suns fan, I feel like this is a great, this this is a great day because you have a great team. You know, and you got, you got a, a, a great coach. I like Monty Williams a lot. Um, got great young stars, and now you're potentially the the culture outside of basketball. The the culture is going to get better. It's going to be better addition by subtraction. And so, he needed to go a long time ago. Like I, I said, I'm, I'm glad this is this is all out there, and 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 hopefully it's a it's a step in the right direction and a great day overall for the NBA. But yeah, he needs to go. If it was me, if it was me, and I wanted Sarver gone, if I'm a player and I wanted Sarver gone, I'm calling up LeBron James. I'm I'm calling up LeBron James and I'm like, hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to get all of the players, every single player, to agree 
that we not stepping on this floor. We ain't starting the season until Sarver is permanently banned. Mm. That would get Sarver banned for life. That would do it. No doubt on my mind. The, the players as a collective have the most power. Because they are they are the product. If the product is absent, no one makes money. Money money is so important to the owners that if the players were to say, we will not step on the floor until Sarver is gone, I guarantee you the owners would tell the commissioner, because the commissioner works for the owners, the owners would tell the commissioner, Sarver need to go so we can get back to our regular scheduled program. Yeah, and honestly, I would be interested to see who would buy the team as well because the Clippers organization actually got a big boom from what happened after Donald Sterling. You want to know who I think will buy the team? Who you got? You're going to think I'm wild. Ron. Well, he wouldn't be the first player because I know um, D-Wade owns a piece of the um, Jazz. He would be the first He would be the first player to own a team and, pl- and play in the league. That'd be crazy to sit there and play against your team you own for a division championship. But, That's LeBron, exactly but, what would be happening. But LeBron got the money for it. LeBron, a billionaire, he got the money for it. Imagine him. Imagine him, Kanye West, and Jay Z all put all put together in a group and made a bid to buy Phoenix. If Jay were actually getting business with Kanye, I could definitely see that happening. Um, it'll probably I mean, wind up being. Kanye yeah. was a bad example. I just said Kanye because he a billionaire, but Kanye low key crazy. Um, yeah, and not it's not even him just being low key crazy because sometimes I, a crazy person runs a business greatly because they're typically what we would call crazy is someone who's self obsessed. Now, Corey, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I've been you know, reading a little bit more in the psychology of things, but um, typically someone who we would call crazy is more self obsessed than anything else. And if you're self-obsessed, you typically become a fanatic over certain things. And when did Corey become a psychologist? No, I mean, he typically Just today. is the... No, no, <laughs> he's, he's more of the psychoanalytic between the three of us. He's way more psychoanalytic than me and you are. Me and you are black and white. I should have like, said, said Kanye crazy. Kanye, he's just a narcissist. He's narcissistic. He he's just all about Kanye. Kanye is about Kanye. Yeah, I mean that's what happens when you grow up and people tell you you're a damn genius. Like when like that's a strong label to put on someone to call someone a genius no matter what the subject matter is. But you get so the point you, that I was making. Yeah. Like if oh yeah, I get, do. I if do. You get if you get some some. I, I LeBron get, get really some, LeBron really wants to own a team. He has said it. Let Phoenix go up for sale. I mean, they're going to go up for sale while he's playing. I'm not sure of the legality of it, if you can play and own without playing for the team you own. Because didn't Jordan own a piece of the Wizards and then played for the Wizards? Yeah, he did. No, no, he, he, did. didn't, own, he didn't own a piece of the Wizards, though. You sure about that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Jo- Jordan didn't own a piece of the Wizards. The reason why The reason why he left the Wizards organization is because they wouldn't let him own a piece of the Wizards. He he left he left the Wizards organization because he wanted to own he wanted to he wanted oh. ownership stake which is the same reason he why he did get it. Well, he got ownership stake in Washington. 
After retiring from the Chicago Bulls in early 99, Michael Jordan right. became the Washington Wizards vice president of basketball operations as well as a minority owner in January of 2000. Right, but it, it wasn't while he was playing, though. He came back, and I think he played while he was owning. That would be crazy if that happened. Mm. What, was it? What, what did he play? 2003, he played for the Wizards. 2001, 2002, 2003. Yeah, two years. So yeah, if look, if I think Jordan did it, but if Jordan could do it, oh yeah, hey, LeBron could definitely play at yeah. home. LeBron's gonna get a team out there in Vegas too, like whether he owns it or not. But there's gonna be an NBA team in Vegas one of these days. Before I know Vegas, that before Vegas, they need to go to Seattle. Mm. In my opinion, like Seattle got robbed for Oklahoma City. That's a problem. Yeah, Seattle's a great basketball city. Actually, it's a great sports city. And Oklahoma City is not. Mm-mm. Now, granted, they are the only show in town, kind of like the Utah Jazz. Don't have any other pro sports teams. Um, same thing with Oklahoma City. You're competing with what the Sooners. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, in Seattle, you're competing with what? Seahawks. The, the Seahawks. And Honestly, they're playing better than I thought they would be playing. That's beside the point. There's no real competition there, so it'll be the perfect location. Now, granted, to me, you can't have the M- – like, the NBA still feels a little empty without a team up in that top left corner. I, I just – a part of me always kind of liked rocking with the Sonics. Because they've always had either my favorite player or one of my favorite players. Like, Rashard Lewis was one of my favorite players. Loved him. Had him and Ray Allen, the original Splash Brothers, putting in work. And then it just kind of – then they drafted Kevin Durant after getting rid of – I still think that would be – that's a crazy what if. Crazy what if real quick. Crazy hey, what if. But, hey, look, Corey, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. LeBron, he did say he wanted a team in Vegas. So if it was me, if so, if they if they get Sarver up out of there and it was me, I'm putting a bid in for Phoenix. When I win it, I'm moving them to Vegas. Mm. That's just mm. me. That's just me though. I couldn't move them out of Phoenix. Shit. I couldn't. I couldn't. What that history fan, Phoenix got? They, they act, no, I'm talking about the fan base alone, bro. They got the same, they got the same history. They got the same history Utah Jazz got. Yeah, but but the Utah the Utah Jazz, you ain't moving the Utah Jazz. I'm a t- I can tell you why you ain't moving the Utah Jazz, but I don't know if you want me to say it on the air. Mike, you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you may want to ask that to Corey before you ask that to me. Look. <laughs> The Utah Jazz, the Utah Jazz ain't moving. The Utah Jazz ain't moving because two letters, YT. <laughs> yeah, YouTube is very profitable there. I'm just leaving it at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sponsors. Yo, um, real, real quick, Killer. <laughs> I would love the idea of LeBron moving the Phoenix Suns to Vegas just for the sheer back and forth between LeBron and Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley loves him some Phoenix. Let me tell you something. If LeBron moves the Suns to Vegas, Charles Barkley, he would he would not 
He will not stay. I'm telling y'all right now, but the game of basketball <laughs> and this man right here, I, this LeBron James, I'm telling you right now, I I, I got to find him. I got to do my – I got to get my Charles Barkley voice back. Oh, but, my God. But not, but not. So so the the Phoenix, the Phoenix locals, like Phoenix is, is a pretty good sports town, but it's not one that's irreplaceable. Like if you can go from Seattle to Oklahoma City, Oh, you can go from Phoenix to Vegas. Yeah. Well, you the only reason why the Oklahoma City project worked was because the New Orleans, um, New Orleans Hornets at that time, after the hurricane, had to go actually play their home games in Oklahoma City, and they saw how much the um area just loved the team. Now in Vegas, you are competing with everything. Now the barometer there is summer league. I think the only one of the reasons why summer league pops there is because it's like 117 degrees outside, and summer league games, from what I understand, are free admission. Look, I don't mean so. That's insult. just a way. That's just a way to beat the heat. I don't, I don't mean to insult nobody, you know, in OKC, but honestly, I would rather give Seattle back the uh, the the OKC franchise. I'd rather I'd rather just take take the Thunder. Hey, y'all going back to Seattle? Y'all going back to Seattle, and then, you know, if you want to keep Phoenix where they at, cool. Start a new team in Vegas. Yeah, I'm all about expansion. Please, get, I do it. When I play my league, I do an expansion every single time. Um, so I can so I can build a program. Yeah, I, I'm I'm about, so the thing the thing with expansion and you know, I know this one on the damn agenda or whatever the fuck, but um, the thing so expansion. You got if you're gonna expand out west, you gotta expand out east because it gotta be even, right? So it's like if you're gonna expand, let's say to Vegas or Seattle, let's say one of them two. What other cities are y'all going? What other cities on the east? What other city on the east coast are y'all gonna put um, a team there? Well, here's the thing: the east has gotten the last three: Miami, Orlando, Charlotte. Nah, OKC came after them. Oh, you're talking about expansion, expansion. Like expansion, that, yeah, like actually expanding the league. Yeah. The, yeah, the East has gotten the last three. Yeah, but you have to make it even, though, because right now you have 15 and 15. 15 per conference. Yeah, so, 15 per so conference. Well, so, yeah. So you should go it, it, you should go 16 and 16 rather than 16 and 15. You should try to keep it even. We're like it's okay. an exact So, split. all right, cool. So we got Vegas. That's clearly going to be Western Conference. Where do you put this team in the East? Shit, that's my question to you. It's weird because there's two states that come directly to mind. One of them is Virginia. Hell no. I'm just just let me get it. One of them's Virginia. The other one is probably another Pennsylvania team, maybe a Pittsburgh team. Um, no, but not, Pittsburgh and basketball just don't seem like it goes together. Pennsylvania uh, is not big enough for them to have two NBA teams. I don't even think they, they should. They have got two. they got two everything else. I don't think they should have. I, I don't think they should have two. Like I really don't. I really so don't you get you get rid of the Steelers or the Eagles? In Philly? You talking about you talking about in Pennsylvania? In Pennsylvania, who you getting rid of? The Steelers or the Eagles? Eagles. I, you I go to baseball. That. Who you getting rid of? The Pirates or the Phillies? You see what I mean? That's the state. So, Kill, I'm going to piss you off because Steelers got history. That's true. Y'all got way more history than Philly. Y'all are the older brothers to the Eagles. It's true. Eagles wouldn't be around if it weren't for us. But the Eagles, 
got the locale. Don't nobody, if you ask people, would you rather go to Pittsburgh or Philly? Motherfuckers gonna say Philly. Don't nobody wanna go to no damn Pittsburgh. So if you, so if you, if I was, if I was sitting at a table and somebody said, hey, either the Steelers gotta move or the Eagles gotta move, who is, who's it gonna be? I'm like, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna move the team that ain't in that ain't in the big metro because I guarantee you the Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh got more got more rings, but Philly I I promise you I could almost put money on it the Eagles bringing in more money. I doubt that. Yeah. The Eagles got the locale like like Philadelphia, Philadelphia one of the major cities on the East Coast. All right, let's take a look. This is the Forbes 2021. That was the last year we could. If we had a list for it. But hold on, hold on, real quick, real quick. You you asked, mm-hmm. you asked, where would an East Coast team be? This is just if you ask me. I will put East. I will put an, a, another team in. Okay, I will put another team in Kentucky. Hmm. You know what? That will work. Kentucky, Lexington. Yeah, yeah, Lexington, absolutely. The share city with UK. Or, let me see. No, Louisville. Louisville. Ooh. Louisville. Hmm. Louisville. I will put. I will put. I will put a pro team in Louisville, Kentucky. You and, know what? And, and I they, think that could be, work. And they would be on the east. They would be in the central division with Chicago and Milwaukee and uh, Cleveland and Indiana that they would be in the Central Division. They Kentucky is right up under Indiana. Yeah. That's a good one. I was Man. thinking St. Louis. Yeah, but St. Louis couldn't even keep the, the Rams. The thing is, the thing is St. Louis is in Missouri and so St. Louis they could they could be they they could be they could have a basketball team but they would be out west. The thing is, if you're gonna if you're gonna expand to Vegas, then you need a you need a complimentary East Coast team. If you did the Missouri team, if you did St. Louis, you can give the East Memphis. You could do that. And put Memphis in the Central. No, no, they're too far south. Or you want to put Memphis in the Southeast with Miami and Charlotte? No, not Southeast. Um, because they're not up further than DC. So would you, where else would you stick them? Because they're legitimately shaking hands with North Carolina. Yeah, but they shaking hands all the way out, like Western North Carolina, like. Yeah, but Western saying? North like, Carolina is no further west than Atlanta. Uh, nah. Dead serious. Pull up your map, bro. Oh yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Um. So that's why I was saying that you can well, stick nah, them Memphis, in the southeast. Memphis. Memphis isn't shaking hands with North Carolina. Tennessee is shaking hands with North Carolina. Yeah, where's Memphis? Memphis is on the west of Tennessee. I'm just that's that's why I said the central first. Um, but see, nah, see, I think you're thinking about the time zone. I'm thinking about the I'm thinking about the area. Like, look, Chicago, Chicago, and Detroit are near like Detroit is near the border where Canada is. You know what I'm saying? Chicago is right is right up under them. Indiana is right up under them. Cleveland is right next door to Indiana. Like, and Milwaukee's up in the corner. 
right next to Canada. Yeah, in Milwaukee is right up in the corner, right next to, right next to Canada. Yeah, um, it, it's it's on the opposite side of uh of Lake Michigan. Um, it's on the op- it's opposite of Michigan. Memphis or Memphis is like Memphis is is I would say Memphis is like south south like Memphis is I, I would if I had to go if Memphis went to the east I probably had to put Memphis in like the same conference as Atlanta so I guess that would be the southeast the like logically like that doesn't make sense to me you know what fuck it no Memphis need to stay out west fuck it fuck this <laughs> Memphis needs because I can't <laughs> like they're too confusing but like Kentucky is right up under Indiana you know what I'm saying? It's, it's Kentucky is right up under Indiana. Indiana is right up under Chicago. Chicago right up under Milwaukee. Milwaukee right across the lake from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Cleveland is right up under Detroit. Like, yo, I would just put a team in Kentucky if we was going to expand in the East. Mm. Okay. To me, to me, that makes the most sense. Not to mention Kentucky. Like, you see how big Kentucky basketball is? How big you think their um a pro team would be in Kentucky? Like the thing, I, with o- the thing with OKC is Oklahoma. Oklahoma ain't no basketball place. Like, <clears throat> there's nothing about Oklahoma that says basketball. They don't care about nothing except the Sooners. Well, there's nothing else out there to care about but the Sooners. I mean, no shade, Corey. I know that's your squad. I know we brought yeah, them up. Like, what do you mean not no more? Why, why, why are you leaving the Sooners? Why are you leaving the Sooners? Oklahoma racist. Find a state that isn't. No, bro. They, they had like a, an openly racist fraternity on their campus. Like a few Oh, yeah. Ago. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that like, shit happens quite a bit. But then again, I'm from Durham, so we had the Duke lacrosse thing, so... <laughs> Sorry if I'm a little desensitized. God. <laughs> but um, speaking of something um, being country and racist, um, Brett Favre, you a piece of shit. Say that again. Brett Favre, you a piece of shit. Then you say, say it again. Say it two more times. Brett Favre, <laughs> you a piece of shit. Brett Favre, you are a piece of shit. I seriously believe he needs to be removed from any ring of honor or hall. I will slow down real quick. What you accomplish on the field is what you accomplish on the field. And I'll leave it at that. This dude is the epitome of scum. A total ball of human waste. This dude stole, keep my Mississippi is the poorest state in the union. I'm going to say that one more time. It is the poorest state in the union which if we are really good with numbers which on this pod we typically are if you are the poorest by average income that would mean that your lower numbers are very low and he stole from them and the fact that this has not gotten the same push as every other story of this magnitude like imagine if michael jordan did that in the state of north carolina how big of a story that would be yeah imagine if lebron did that through his school in ohio how big of a story that would be 
With all due respect, Brett Favre is not close to Jordan or LeBron. Or LeBron, but I'm, I'm just saying. But I, No, I get what you're saying. I, I, I yeah, I mean, two, two Packer fans, this is their motherfucking guy. Like, they have Aaron right now. No, no, I think I think Packers. I think Aaron, as far as quarterbacks go, is definitely better than Brett. No, I think I think Packers fans would even tell you that Aaron yeah. Rodgers is like the greatest Packer of all time. Yeah, I think they would. Have. This, but, this is more again, than. Again, I get this, what you're saying though. Yeah, this definitely solidifies. He, he's their he's their legend, their non-playing legend. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like Magic Johnson doing something like this through his movie theaters and all his other ventures. Endeavors that he's done in the Los Angeles area. Brett Favre is is Green Bay's Tony Romo. He just got yeah. the championship ring. Yeah, I mean he got that ring because what you call it had the worst game of his life. Um, was was my boy named the quarterback Bledsoe had the worst game of his career in that Super Bowl. I think he threw like four picks or something like it was asinine. I mean Bledsoe was not good either, so I'm not. I mean. Go but, back and kind of just look at what he did before that, and then think about the era he came in. And it's my, a total, my I, I had a, a different. I, I, I keep yeah. cutting you off, man. Hey, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it's go ahead. yeah, it, it's it's all right. It's all right because you know sometimes you, you ever cook Thanksgiving dinner. Sometimes you do them hands with the seasoning and all that to make it taste a little bit better. That's what you're doing, and I ain't mad at you. Yeah, man. Now, the fact that. This has gone, and this this is the part of the story that kills me with it, because I actually did something like this before on my YouTube channel. Um, y'all remember that offensive lineman who um beat his girlfriend, white dude beat his black girlfriend like real real bad, happened like two years ago. Uh, I vaguely name. remember. So, um, I have to actually go back to my channel real quick to to, to pull that up, but he um I, i'm gonna pull him, i'm gonna pull that up because i don't have a ton of videos to cycle through videos it was a two minute warning where are you you son of a bitch and i mean that because this guy was a son of a bitch what's his name, what's his name? chad wheeler chad wheeler thank you chad wheeler yeah. that was a story that got zero traction and it yeah. happened multiple yeah. damn times. Yeah, you talking about the offensive lineman that played for the Giants. Yeah, I remember this. I remember this. So and you know, Mike, we, we had this conversation before it was off pod. And I think there's one of those conversations where, you know, I, I still am of the belief that most things that you do in your life are because of your decisions. Now, this cover up or this lack of coverage. Is a serious privilege. To use your two-letter phrase from earlier, YT. Like serious on the privilege end of this. Because I cannot sit here and tell you a situation where I would have been where I won't get the full brunt of the extent of my actions. Any well, I'm talking about we, we can go we can just go with NFL alone. Um, what's the wide receiver got into the uh, car wreck? Uh, Stallworth. Yeah, Dante Stallworth. Dante Stallworth. That story was covered deeper than this. Of course, Vic was covered deeper than this. Oh hell yeah. Plaxico Burris was covered deeper than this. Oh, what's my um? Anything Adam Pacman Jones did was covered deeper than this. Ezekiel Elliott coming into the league was covered deeper than this. And Ezekiel Elliott didn't do nothing. Thank you. 
that he didn't do nothing. Thank you. Except break up with that girl. Mm-hmm. I can say the only story I believe that deserves to be covered deeper than this was the Big Ben rape stuff. Was the only story that I can think of that comes to mind that need to be covered deeper than this. And also another thing that I think was covered deeper than this that didn't need to be was the Deshaun Watson thing because we still don't know what he did. We just know it's a bunch of people coming out saying he did something. We still have any verifiable evidence. Oh, he did something. He might have yeah, like, like I said, like I said, he, he did, did something. something, but we still don't know what. Yeah. We know what this motherfucker did. Yeah, man. Corey, go ahead and talk about Brett Favre, man. I'm putting myself on mute because Brett Favre be making me bad. Like, this nigga be pissing me off. Like, if I seen Brett Favre, like, I hope somebody related to Brett Favre listening because if I see your relative walking around in a bass pro shop with a fisher's hat on. I'm open, I'm I'm high five in his face. I'm open hand smacking the shit out of that five o'clock shadow. I just want y'all to know, like, like Brett Brett Favre. Brett, look, Brett Favre don't know me from a can of paint. I don't know him, but if I see him, I'm doing a spinning back heel kick in his motherfucking rib cage. It's like, dog, you stealing from poor people. My bad, Corey. Go ahead. I'm about to mute myself. Cause this thing My man bad. said he going to go full-edged honeymooners on this dude. <laughs> you know, when I found this out, this might have been, like, the least surprising thing. Like, I can't even say I was shocked that Brett Favre would do something like this. Like, I don't know why, but it's like I wasn't just – I wasn't surprised at all. And – He's doing all this to fund a volleyball facility. I think was it for his daughter or something? I don't remember. But mm-hmm. I mean, and he can't he can't claim ignorance because like he was told numerous times like what like the legalities of what he's doing. And so like he can't claim ignorance. This is like, man. I mean, killer, like, like you said from the top, like you can't take away a person's know accomplishments like what they did on the field but it's like brett Favre has done so much to diminish his uh i don't his his star his whatever like for all of this stuff that he does off the field and it's just like man you out here trying to get money from welfare in the poorest state in the united states so that you can build a volleyball facility for your daughter i mean seriously I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's any charges that can be brought up, but I'm, but I mean, really? Like, I, I just, man, like I said, it's not surprising. Like, I'm not surprised at all that Brett Favre would do something like this. But dang, man, really? I, I, I hope, I hope he gets punished by the letter of the law, like whatever is in line with something like this but yeah man like i ain't i ain't shocked like brett Favre would do something like this but anyway that's my piece hey, now not you say and not you said that go ahead mike oh no i'll go ahead i'll go you go ahead first because i'm gonna go i'm gonna go on the rant not you to say that i just thought about another story that was covered deeper than this the Joe Namath, um, I just want to touch you. That that joint. Yeah, the, I, I want to kiss you in the mouth. Yeah. I want to kiss you in the mouth. And um, didn't someone make like a musical remix to that? 
Yes, they did. I, I want to kiss you. you. I don't care about the team struggling. I want to kiss you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did that on first take. Yeah, Yo, that joint was hilarious. And um, also, him showing him texting his penis to the lady he worked with at the Jets. Yeah. Like, this dude is legit a scuzzball, bro. Like, he was Ime Udoka before Ime Udoka. Out here messing around with people he worked with. Bro was wildin'. Like, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas did the same thing with the Knicks. Yeah, he did, but that's the Knicks, and everyone does. <laughs> the, the, the Knicks go Knicks. The, the Knicks go Knicks. That, thank you. That, that's damn near the slogan of this whole damn show. The Knicks go Knicks. Should have been the name of the damn show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Knicks go Knicks. <laughs> All right. Let me let me talk about Brett Favre, man. Oh, shit. Let me talk about Brett You said this happened in Mississippi, right? Yes, sir. This, see, this problem number one. This, this is why don't nobody go visit Mississippi. This is why don't nobody know how to spell it without using the crooked letter shit. No, don't nobody know how to spell Mississippi like regular letters. You got to go M I crooked letter crooked letter I crooked letter crooked letter I come back come back I. This is why people say Mississippi one of the worst states like in the country. Brett Favre ain't got nothing else to do. I see you on Wrangler jeans commercials. I see you on Copper Fit commercials. Why don't you put one of them sleeves on and go chop some wood or some shit? Like, like, what the fuck? Is, like, what? Are you still in welfare money? Like, I hope, I hope this motherfucker get thrown under the fucking jail. Under it. I hope he get thrown under it. Like, I hope he go in the hole and he in there with like, um, like I don't need no protective, no protective jail, no shit like that. Nah, I want him to go to jail and I want him to get beat the fuck up every day. Like that would be nice. Not only are you stealing, not only are you stealing money that was allocated to the poor to the poor individuals in the state. Mississippi. You were also stealing from the people gave welfare, or not gave. You are also stealing money, the money of the taxpayers who, who had their taxes taken out of their check to provide welfare, welfare assistance. Understand what that means. I want both of y'all to understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Not only, not only, so it, I, I have money taken out of my account or taken out of my check every two weeks to go to help with people who need government assistance. It is, it is, it is taxed out of my check. That money that was taxed out of people's check did not even reach the people that it was supposed to reach. Instead, it went to Brett Favre to go fund some white privilege shit. If I'm if I'm the taxpayers, oh my lord, I'm suing I'm suing the state government. I want my fucking money back. I want my fucking money back because you took money out of my check 
saying that it was supposed to be allocated for this service and the service never happened. The government allowed Brett Favre to take advantage of the service. I'd be suing the shit out the state. This is just this is deeper than some Brett Favre shit. Mm-hmm. Corey, you you mentioned that uh like Brett Favre knew about it and then like and, and didn't you say didn't you say that like there was a person who like told him like hey I think this is illegal didn't you didn't you say that yeah so like he like he kept pressing to get this done so to get that facility done and the person I forgot forgive me I forgot the name but he was he like he repeatedly told him like you know this is not like all the way legal like you have to do go through the proper channel. So like he can't claim ignorance. He can't say he didn't know what he was doing was wrong. I, I would sue that motherfucker too. I'm suing you for giving him a fucking warning. I, I'm like 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 this is de- like that dude who warned Brett Favre need to be thrown in jail as an accomplice. Brett Favre need to get at least deep killer killer is people in jail. I, I just and this has I'm gonna circle back around to the point that I'm trying to make. Marijuana is legal in 32 out of 50 states right now. Yep. Marijuana is legal in 32 out of 50 states. Before marijuana got legal in any states, motherfuckers were given 25 years selling for selling weed. Not smoking it, not you know what I'm saying, not not we're not talking about selling heroin we ain't talking about crack you know what i'm saying we talking about weed right mm-hmm. motherfuckers was getting 25 years for selling weed i'm gonna t- i'm gonna tell you right now brett Favre need to get that he need to get that 25 that 25 year sentence for this shit yeah this this is a federal crime 100 yes, yes it's a federal, federal crime. crime so yeah, it's a federal crime if, I, if people if people Got if people got sentenced for to, to to a quarter of a century for something that thirty two states say is cool to do now. Oh, Brett Favre need to get at least twenty five years. The government is never is never going to say it's okay to steal welfare money. They're never going to say that. The government has said, hey, you know, weed has benefits and. You know, it's not as dangerous as we thought it was. So if motherfuckers is, is still in jail for selling weed all them years ago, Brett Favre, need, he need to be in the jail. He need to rot in the jail. In the jail. I'm 100% with you on that, bro. I, I hate this motherfucker. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. If I see him in the street, I'm going to jail because I'm going to open hand smack the shit out of him. Damn. <laughs> like straight up. Like you, like you got to, you, like you, you got to be a foul motherfucker to steal from poor people. Poor people don't even got nothing. The reason why they get in welfare is because they're trying to get stuff. And you and you stealing their resources? Oh yeah, my nigga. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he gonna get his though. The Lord gonna have to have a nice conversation with him. I'll, if it was, if it's me though, if I see him in the street, I'm gonna just make sure that conversation with God happened a lot sooner. You know what? You got a big ass point there, sir. 
And you want to know another fucked up story that's going around right now? And when I say this is fucked up, this is severely fucked up because he's one of my favorite coaches of all time. Herm Edwards. Former defensive back for the Philadelphia Eagles. From If it messes me spitting that off of memory, I believe he was a player for the Eagles. You just double check that. He was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was with the Eagles. So everything that's going on with Herm Edwards right now, and it's report suggesting that Arizona State staffers were leaking info to opponents to try to get Coach Edwards fired. This is the biggest betrayal that I can honestly say I've gotten a chance to witness from a coach who is so highly respected in the bigger circles. He's a very well-respected coach. He made the Jets relevant for a long period of time. He made Chad Pennington look like a competent quarterback. He went and made – he still made the Jets good after they traded Santana Moss. So the fact that this guy has a proven track record, he made Arizona State football relevant because let's be honest – how many schools are you going to get through in the Pac-12 at this point before you even say Arizona State's name competing for anything or having anything worth looking forward to? You're the number two team in your state, probably the number six team in your region as far as like a five or six state bubble. I would take the Utes. I would take Utah State in some situations. I would take Arizona. I would take Nebraska. There's a bunch of other programs I would take. As far as me taking a job before I take the Arizona State job, and Herm Edwards said, "You know what? I can. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna put my best fourth effort here, and I'm gonna turn you on to a winning program." And he was starting to do that, and then these dumb fucks decide they want to get in their own way or call themselves getting in his way because they just wanted to get the black coach fired. And that we don't need any expediency when it comes to that. We already don't get the full in college football what I believe is a four or five year grace period because you need your own guys in and then you need them to mature in your system. We already don't get that. We may get three years at best. I think the only coach that got more than that was Ty Willingham. And the only reason why he got that was because he was winning early at Notre Dame, something the previous three coaches weren't doing. So given the fact that we already know as a black head coach, and that goes on any level of football. You are playing in sports, honestly. You are playing on a short leash. We don't need that getting expedited. It's already moving at a faster pace. We are sitting here legit. Coaching is like lighting a fuse. But our fuse is doused in fucking kerosene. So, yeah, it's going to go down a whole lot quicker as far as it goes from the beginning of the job to the end. We don't need anything expediting it. Like what these guys are doing over here at Arizona State. To me, it's completely disgusting. It's total bullshit and does not deserve to happen to a man like Coach Herm Edwards. What do you guys got to say about this shit? Man, this whole thing is just sad. Like, Kill, like you said, Herm Edwards is one of my favorite coaching personalities. Like, since I really started, what, like going back to his days, like on ESPN, he would do Sports Center and first taking all that stuff. And obviously, I was familiar with his time coaching the Jets specifically. But, like, it's just a 
bad look. Like you, by the way, this, not even just this story, but like stories in college football over the, over like recent years have really soured me on athletic departments and just how shady athletic departments are. And the fact that you would leak info to expedite a coach's firing, like if, if I'm like, honestly, why would I want to go and support Arizona State in any way, shape, or form after this? Like if I had a son who wanted to you know in high school when you play college football, I'm not going to say, yeah, you go, go talk to Arizona State. Like this whole thing, this whole thing sucks. It just, it's, it's, it's so, it's so frustrating because like, even when he first got the job, right, obviously anytime, you know, you, you, you take over a young program or any program, especially college, like it's, it's hard to win right away, especially if you're not like a big time pro, like an Alabama or a Texas or a USC, right? But more than anything, you wanted, you know, Herb Edwards to bring his NFL experience and try to turn Arizona State into an NFL type of program and to get kids from Arizona State ready to go to the NFL. And if you win a national championship, that's great. But you fast forward all these years later and like you you got, I mean, you got the athletic department, like leaking stuff like bro that, that all this this whole thing is just dirty it's shady and it like it, it just more than anything it just really opened my eyes more than ever to just how dirty athletic departments are across all college sports man this just this whole thing is just just a sucky situation man i i have been debating what I was going to call this show. Matter of fact, hey, can both of y'all unmute yourselves? Because I want y'all genuine reaction. Like, I want y'all genuine ad-libbed reaction. But Go for it. But I I have been thinking about what I was going to call this show, like, when we published it and everything. I'm going to call this show two letters. I-T. That's going to be the name of the show. I just want y'all to know that. It's going to be the name of the show. You know what? Because every single situation we've dealt with it's coming had, from the, has, has, has had dealt, some level except, of it in there. Except Amayadoka. And we yeah. yet to know that yet. Because like yeah. more information is coming out about this. Mm-hmm. But, but and if, every, every yeah. issue. A lot has happened this week in case y'all people that's listening, in case y'all ain't realize. A lot, a lot of controversial stories have happened this week. And they have primarily been centered around YT. Now, y'all are probably like, why do I keep shouting out YouTube or some shit like that? All I'm gonna tell you to do is say the letters YT. And just say them ten times. Say it ten times faster than you think you can, and it'll make sense on who I'm identifying. Now, that that handles the title for the show. Now, why I bring that up? Because I'm gonna take this conversation somewhere 
Hey, no, no. I want both of y'all to like stay unmuted real quick. Yeah, stay unmuted. Stay, stay, cause, cause y'all. I want y'all genuine reaction. I know y'all gonna be like, what? I know y'all gonna like. I want, I want to hear exactly what y'all got to say in the moment without thinking about it, right? Cause I'm gonna take this conversation somewhere like. It, it might seem like it's out left field, but I'm gonna. Bring oh, that's it my back. favorite place. But I bring it back. I promise. But I'm gonna bring it back. I promise you. Um, this hermit worship. This is why. This is why. Uh, this is I'm gonna just you know what be real. This is why black people don't need to go to these big D one schools, these big D one PWIs. They are not built for mm-hmm. black people. They are. Not, I'm gonna repeat what I said. They are not built for black people. I'm not talking about the athletes. The athletes, they, this is just a means to an end for them. They just, they just using this is a bridge. They are using the college platform, the D1 platform, because they be on TV and shit. They got, they got the, they got the notoriety of the NFL. They trying to go to the league. So I can't blame the players. I can't blame Herm Edwards. All he want to do is coach. Arizona State came up to him in 2017. Said, "Hey, we got this opening. We really respect you as a coach." Would you like to coach our team? Herm Edwards, a respectable coach, said, absolutely. I can't blame Herm Edwards for taking a job. But this just goes to show why Deion Sanders taking the Jackson State University job was so fucking important. Mm-hmm. This is exactly why. Because at an HBCU, you're not going to have nobody trying to do this to a black coach. If this is done at an HBCU, it ain't because they black. It's because they it, now it could be because they don't like the coach. It could yeah, be coach could be a dick. It could be it could be because they want the coach fired. But you are not going to hear about staff giving the opponents like the playbook and the schemes to intentionally to intentionally beat you. So that your coach, so that your your superior can be fired. That's not going to happen at an HBCU. So when you put a black man in an establish in an establishment full of white tea, y'all should get it now. When you put a black mm-hmm. person in an establishment full of whitey, shit like this happens. And this is hurtful because Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards, again, a respectable coach. I, I'm like like Corey. I'm familiar with him as far as coaching, as him coaching the Jets. But he was a great NFL analyst when he was on ESPN, just analyzing the game. And 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 one of the and Herm Edwards got one of the most famous quotes in football: "You play to win the game." Mm-hmm. Herm Edwards was, was not about that tanking shit. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. So Herm Edwards got all of this, got all of this, he got all of this respect, this this respect in the NFL amongst his, amongst his, his, amongst the players, amongst the NFL coaches. Everybody know who Herm Edwards is. And y'all motherfuckers are intentionally trying to get him fired. Not to mention, he's the one who hired y'all. Y'all are his staff. He hired y'all. He brought y'all in. Y'all did not have a job before he became the coach. 
Mm-hmm. Y'all did not have a job. He brought y'all in. And y'all, yeah. and, and, y'all, and y'all are going to intentionally try to get him fired. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I don't make everything about race. I don't make everything about race. And me and Killer, like we have a difference of opinion about some stuff pertaining to like some racial issues. We have a difference of opinion about some stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, this right here is why black people do not need to. Um, this is why black people do not need to. Go to big D1 universities. They are not built for black people to succeed. They never have been. And so I, I feel for I feel for Herm Edwards. It sucks for him. The great thing about it though is Herm Edwards, it ain't like he need the money. He should be, he should be perfectly fine. And and on top of that, he's also locked in as a coach. Like it, he's Oh, yeah, he locked in as a coach. If it was me, if I was Herm Edwards, I'm telling you right now, I'm exposing, I'm, I'm putting out everybody named who on that coaching staff, everybody named. And if I was the NCAA, when I saw that list of names, I don't care whether they was the ones who snitched on her on Herm Edwards or not to the opponents, all of them getting blackballed from ever having a coaching job again. Mm-hmm. Now, I pulled up his um, coaching record. Mm-hmm. And first year took him seven and six. Got to Las Vegas Bowl and lost. The following year, eight and five, won the Sun Bowl. Then the COVID year went two and two. We only played four games. Then the following year, eight and five, and I lost in the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah, he's so, never had a losing season. Yeah, never had a losing season as your coach. Ever. And typically, you're talking about taking over as a coach. That first year is Always the and, hardest. And let's be clear. And let's be clear. Before Herman Edwards got to Arizona State, Arizona State was ass. Yeah, because I'm looking at like the coaches. Herman Edwards was, is the only reason why Arizona State is relevant. Yeah, there, there were two In coaches outside of him that I, I would say were of good, you know, good stock. Dirk Cutter and Dennis Erickson. Those are the only two whose name I was like, okay, I know who these coaches are. Now, not saying Dennis Erickson was great because his seasons were very, very high and very, very low. Yeah. Like 10 and 3 to start and then three straight years of less than either 500 or less. So it started off great and then just ended terribly. Yeah, yeah. I, I got a solution for y'all that I think y'all would like. I got All a right. solution for y'all. Herm Edwards. Don't know if you're listening. If you are, just think about it. Come coach Winston Salem State. Cause Massey need to fucking go. Oh yes, he do. Massey mm. need to fucking go. And we gave him, I think, a three-year deal. Fuck his deal. He need to go. Massey need to go. Herm, I mean, cause I watched the Central State, State game. Did you watch the Central State game? We play week one. I'll, look, State. I'll, I'll put it like this. I watched something. I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, because see, I got the you know the ESPN Plus joint. I get it free through my uh, cell phone deal. Mm-hmm. And I've watched Winston-Salem State football because we're always on ESPN for some inexplicable reason. Or NFL Network. Or NFL Network. So I watched, out of the four games, I've watched three of them. 
Mm-hmm. I watched us play Central State in a game we should have won running away. Yep. If Connell Maynard was our still our coach in that game, there's no way in hell he lets four turnovers in the first half turn into 17 goddamn points. All right, all right Killer, I ain't mean to put you on a Winston-Salem rant. My bad. My <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying, even Kermit Blunt in his play-calling idiocy would have been able to take advantage of those turnovers. That oh, is something as a coach. It's bad. It's bad. As a coach. I said, I've only been coaching for two. I've only been coaching for two. Look, y'all heard. But you got to take advantage of your opportunities when you got them. Look, y'all heard. And he what doesn't. I, y'all heard what I said, man. D1 schools are not built for black people to succeed. HBCUs are. And Winston-Salem State is an HBCU. Herm, you ain't got to deal with none of this bullshit at Winston. Just come coaches, dog. <laughs> Please. You, gotta, you ain't got to deal with none of this bullshit. Ain't nobody at Winston about to try to get you fired. I promise you that. I'll be no. honest with you. You're going to be coaching in a better culture, football-wise, than you would be at Arizona State. Because last time I checked, I don't remember the last Arizona State pro that was relevant. Hey, but look. Hey, Corey. I, like, Darren Woodson. That's a long-ass time ago. Hey, hey, hey. That's my and favorite we, cowboy. And I we've had more recent ones. I will accept no Darren Woodson slander. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, and we've had more recent ones. Darren was drafted in what, uh, 89 90, draft? 90? It might have been 89. Yeah, it might have been 89. Yeah. Yeah. But, so but since I, look, then, we've gotten Nancy Thigpen and Aronde Gadsden. Darren, Darren Woodson should have been in the Hall of Fame. That's all I know. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, but nah, Corey, I didn't, like, I didn't give you a chance to say, to like, I guess, respond to what I said about the whole D1 schools not being built for black people. So, like, I don't know if you got something to say about it or whatever, but I kind of wanted to take it there because, like, that's why these HBCUs getting more popularity is, like, a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think, honestly, it's something that I would have to think more on, but I hear where you're coming from. And I think, you know, HBCUs, like you mentioned, talking about Deion Sanders and him coaching Jackson State is so important. And also um, Eddie George. Um, yes. Who, who's yes. coach? I forgot. Who did he coach? Is it um, Tennessee George. State? Texas is, State. T- Tennessee State? Was it Tennessee State? Uh, is, is it Tennessee State? It might be. Let me see. I, I think it's I just, Tennessee State. I, I, I got you. I want to say going? it's Tennessee State. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Tennessee State. It is. Tennessee State. Yep. Okay, yeah. I thought so. so like, that's why things like that are so important just for just to just to show, you know, young African Americans like there's a chance that you have a chance outside of, you know, these big, you know, institutions, these these nationally known, you know, college football institutions. And it's for me, it's all about creating more opportunities. And it's important, like you said, like I said, when you have like a Dion and an Eddie George to say, hey, you don't have to go here and do this. Like, you can be just as successful here because you'll be under me. I know what it's like to play in the NFL. I've, I've been there. I've, I've, I've achieved greatness at the highest level. I'm trying to help you get to where I was. You know, it's important when you're able to go to you know, a, a, a young man's house you know, with his mom or his grandma or his aunts or his uncles, whoever, and say, hey, 
I'm coming to your house telling you, offering you a chance to be great. I'm off. I'm trying to connect with you and say, hey, you don't have to. You don't have to go to Alabama and sit for two years behind behind this guy, this guy. I'm telling you, you can come in and play for me now. Like I, I want to help you get to the next level. And I think it's so important that we have more people like that, more people that are willing to say, you know what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go here. I'm, I'm going to go to you know, the, uh, Winston-Salem State. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and 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 you know and and put on for you no know, HBCUs. And another thing, this is this is like a a smaller example, but I think it's also it was also so important for J.R. Smith to enroll at A and T because it's like the more you get these people to say, hey, you know HBCUs, you, you know it's this is where it's at, you know, in, in terms of you know your athletics. Or whatever you choose to be, but it's so important to put these institutions on the map and say, "Hey, you can have just as much of an impact. You can make it to wherever it is you 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 trying to go in athletics if you go here too, because we are invested in this, and we want to show everybody that you can make it here and not just at a Texas or an Alabama. Like I think it's all about creating." opportunities, more opportunities and more comfortability of saying, you know what? No, nah, I'd rather go to, I want to go to Jackson State. I, yeah. I want to go there. You know, I want to go to Tennessee State. I want to play for these, you know what I'm saying? It's so important. So yeah, I like it. And it's also, it's also important to say to these, to these like high school kids that's going into college, like these schools, and you have to say it explicitly, like these schools were made for you. These these HBCUs were made for you, for us, because the system in the system, how it's designed, how the NCAA is designed, it's not designed to work in our favor when we are when we are trying to operate at the top level. This right here is designed for you and your success and you can get to the same destination you know what i'm saying like that that is that is important so hey what i'm saying is winston need a coach because massey fucking suck hey herm edwards just saying yeah you make a clear point there you know after you kind of said that i was just looking over um the uh players drafted by HBCUs, and this is gonna sound bad. We just kind of called for this man's job, but I totally forgot that Coach Massey played at Central and was drafted yeah, by the New Orleans Saints in the second round. And played with the Cardinals. He played with the Cardinals, but was drafted in '89 by the Saints. Yeah, but that, That's, but it, Massey, yeah. Massey being Massey being a bad coach don't mean he was a bad player. The whole yeah, point he, is, he had a long career. Yeah, the whole point. I think he played what nine years. Nine years. Yeah. The, the whole point is you can go to these HBCUs and still get drafted high. You said Massey was drafted second round. Second round. Steve McNair the same way. You know what I'm saying? Um, He he went early as well from HBCU so, so, at Alcorn State. So, hey, black people, brown people, go to the, go to the schools that are designed for you. I actually push a lot of the athletes from my city 
to go to HBCUs to play ball there. Yeah. I push them to go there. Now, I tried to get um, my boy Jalen Wright to go, but he chose Tennessee over every – I mean, he was a five-star recruit. I knew he, he had his pick of the litter. Proud of the kid. I think he's still up there in rushing in the SEC. I think he's number 10 or something now. But he's putting up good numbers as a um, true sophomore, so I like that. Now, um, we talked a lot about um, – About jacked up situation after jacked up situation after Hell jacked yeah. up situation. Whitey. <laughs> we actually have to talk about something that's going to at least end this show on a bright note. Let's get it. Let's talk about NFL week three, baby. Oh, yeah. Hey, look. Talk, let's talk about it. Oh shit! I just realized I put week two in. Week this. two, yes. The, it, <laughs> just, you just just understand. I knew what you meant. My man, my man. I knew what you meant. Now this is the only week where I didn't do my around um my against the spread videos. I did not do them this past week. Time got away from me. Life happened real fast. So for anybody who's uh you know who's rocking with me on the YouTube side of things, I do apologize for leaving out week three. That will not happen this week. Now, this past week, you know, typically week one, the world blows up. Week two, people are sorting through the rubble. Week three, teams that were orbiting where they didn't belong start to fall back to earth. Hi, New York football giants. You are what I thought you were. Oh, we're going to talk about this game already? Okay. Not, not the game. The Giants, just teams that were like they I use them as an example as far as them falling out of orbit. Um, were, were they in orbit? They were the only other team. They were part of two and O crew and they did not belong. Were they in orbit or was Brian Dabble or whatever his name is? is was he in orbit? Huh? I mean, did you really see him making much of a difference in their win total? Because I didn't. I'm, I didn't. I don't see. I don't see him making a big difference as far as win total, but I see him making a big difference as far as culture. Yeah, I mean that could happen if he's you know more excited to be there than he is to get fired by him, because New York football teams are typically extremely impatient for if, teams if who are. Jo- if they gave Joe Judge three years, four years, however the fuck long it was, they can give Brian the uh, dab dab all. Of- how the fuck do you pronounce his name? Dude, until he wins eight games, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his well, name. Well, you can give Brian the balls. Uh, <laughs> you, you can give him three plus years, man. If they, if you got Joe Judge for that. This man said the balls. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a that's a killer joke right there. That's a, <laughs> hey, oh, hey Corey, did you did you think that like the Jets were? I mean, that's the Jets, but the Giants. Did you think they were like in orbit? Like everybody was hyping them up? No, Jet, I mean, mostly because uh, number one, who their quarterback is, like yep. Daniel Jones, like that's that's the that was just the it, whatever for me. Uh, but like we have this every year, right? Well, we have a team that's like they get on like a bit of a streak early in the season, then they kind of fall back down to earth. Yeah. Um, but you know that that's kind of how I see the Giants this year. The only, the only reason I take I took real pleasure in. The outcome of this game because like so many Giants fans were hyped for being two and zero, and just talking so much trash. I'm like, okay. And so anyway, 
the game happened and we saw we saw they are who we thought they were. Hey, hey, look, I I would just like to point out. I know this ain't about the Giants killer, but I would just like to point out that uh, Corey, I told you about Jalen Hurts got drafted when y'all was saying he couldn't throw the ball. Told y'all about Jalen Hurts. I will say Jalen Hurts looks much better than I thought he would be. I didn't, you know, I didn't think he would suck, but as a thrower, he's a much better thrower than I thought he would than I thought he would be. So so far you are looking pretty good on that assessment. I'll agree. Yeah. yeah this Schultz, season I got Dalton more. Schultz too. Dalton Dal- okay, I'll I'll give you that too. Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is much better um than I thought he was gonna be. Because I, I said I, I said Blake Jarwin. But yeah. Jarwin can't stay healthy mm-hmm. and Dalton Schur- Dalton Schultz is consistent and is a, a reliable eight, a top eight tight end in the league. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, a top eight tight end in the league. He's very consistent. I like Dalton Schultz. So yes, I give you that one too. Yeah, Dalton Schultz top eight. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I gotta think a little bit deeper before I actually agree with that statement. But um, if Dalton Schultz could block better, he would be he would be Jason Witten all over again. People forget Jason Witten when he was younger. Jason Witten actually could run. Jason Witten had he had wheels for a tight end. Yeah, back Him, back, back in the early two thousands, yes. Yeah, I, it was a class of tight end that came around the time he did. Yeah, it was Witten, Heap. I guess you could throw Shockey in there. Um, Heath Miller. I think it was like those. Four, because they tried to throw um Reed in there, and um uh, now what's my boy um for the for the Forty Niners for the Niners, tight end for the Niners, Kittle. um not Kittle before Kittle. What was his name? I know who you're talking about. Ah uh, ah uh, dang it! What was his name? Willis Willis Will. Give him a W. <laughs> <laughs> what you talking? Willis about? something um. God damn it! Oh, not now! Not, not, not my head gonna hurt. All right, Kelly, I can bro. see his face, but I forgot. Anyway. Yeah, I, I can see it too. Hey, so look, we gotta talk about these games right here. All right, so we gotta talk about. Let me see. Um, Rams, Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Jags, Chargers. Them three. Got to talk about, mm-hmm. I feel like, the Vikings and the Lions because the Vikings won the game, but really, they the, really the, the Lions, Lions lost, lost it. the game. The, mm-hmm. the Lions was the Lions like they look really good. Um, um, yeah, obviously. The, I, I told you the Lions were like that this year. Like I've really coming into the year, I was like, they can sneak up on some people. But now, but you don't sneak up on division foes. You you play them too much. They know you too well. You don't sneak up on division foes. Yeah. Um. I don't want. I don't want to talk about the Steelers and Browns because I was high on the Steelers. Y- y'all are pissing me off. I told you about my um the quarterback situation. If we start picking, yeah, if we start picking, would be better. You also told me that y'all would go nine and eight, so I'm holding on to that. I ain't jumping off the bandwagon. Yeah, I mean the the the, ch- the chance for us to do that is still there, because these are games that 
honestly, had we had T.J. Watt in this game against the Browns, most of those passes that they were able to get, that Brissett was able to get off, wouldn't be there. He All makes right. that much of a difference. Look, let's do it. Let's do a game. Let's play a game for week for week three. Killer, you mind if we play a game? Can we play a game? I love playing games. All right, so look. I'm going to give y'all the team. Y'all tell me if they legit or not. Ooh. Who's phony? Who's fake? Exactly. Those are the type of teams that I hate. Exactly. All right. So... The Bears. They they're not legit. legit. They're not they're legit. Not legit. They're no, two, they're, they're not. Two and one. They're two and one. Yeah. Justin Fields looked horrible though. And that's why I gotta stick them on the on the. They're not legit. Because I don't. Team, teams that win in spite of their quarterbacks. I can respect them for that, but you're not legitimate unless you can win because of them as well. And Chicago is just one of those teams that I don't think they cultivate good quarterback play. I just, I just don't, I don't trust them with Justin Fields' development. Mm. And if you don't have a good quarterback, I, I, I just can't, you know. So. Okay, so, okay, so the, I, I agree with y'all. The Bears ain't legit. Um, okay, the Dolphins. They're legit. They legit. I don't think so. I, I, I'm gonna roll with them only because of what I saw them do. It has nothing to do with the Bills. You could have put together almost anyone. Anyone could have played the Bills this past week and and possibly beaten them. That's how hurt they were. I have to say they are legit from the standpoint of I think Mike McDaniel is a very good offensive mind, and when you got probably the fastest wide receivers in the league, Ever. somebody's going. Somebody's gonna be open, man. Like speed kills, and I think McDaniel's gonna find a way to get those get those dudes open. And I, I know it's only been three three games, but I like what they've done with Tua so far. It's early, but I like what they've done with him so far. And, and we had questions about Tua, so so I like mm-hmm. what they've done with Tua too. Um, if I'm if I'm being a hundred percent honest, um, I just. I, I just the, see the Dolphins are hard because it's hard for me to imagine them successful. That's what it is. <laughs> it's like, like I know it sucks to say, but like the Dolphins no, I mean, are a really good team. The thing and the thing is because they got Tyreek, I oftentimes forget that they also got Waddle. Yeah. Um. So and don't forget they got tight ends and backs too. They are and, loaded. And, 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 and I rem- I remember now. There are seven teams that go to the playoffs now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Only oh, yeah. one team gets a bye. I, I said before the season the Dolphins weren't going to get to the weren't going to make the playoffs. I'm just I'm just going to say that I'm a fool for that. So at the end of the season, don't come at me. Yeah, and also don't come at me about the Oakland Raiders, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders either. They're, they're starting to piss me off too. Oof. Not but the Chargers are what I told you they at. were too. I'm very angry at the Raiders. Uh, if I'm everyone, I'm pissed at the Raiders and I'm pissed at the Chargers. If I'm everyone, so I ain't giving up on the Raiders yet. Nah. Not yet. How you how you gonna play like that for that 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 beautiful black queen who's now the president of your organization? You are gonna start off zero and three, man? I'm mad. 
Oh, that's right. They do got a black woman that's the president of the club now. I'm going to take a look at her real quick. I forgot I about is, that. All I know is, Bonte, I support him. He looking mighty foolish for his decision to leave Aaron Rodgers. Well, she is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, like She's like Aisha Curry before the kids. Boy, she is bad. All right, so. Okay. Cut my damn phone off. Of, Here's where it get complicated, y'all. By her Instagram. Go ahead. Very complicated. Philadelphia Eagles. I gotta call them legit. They're legit. It, it pains me to say it, but they're legit. When you say they're legit, define define the word legit when you talk about the Eagles. Because when I mean legit, I mean they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl and win. Oh no, I see. I don't think they're legit then. Hell no. All right. So what's your what's your marker for legit? I think they are legit, meaning that they are probably going to win the NFC East. Okay. Oh, so we're going. If they can win their division or their division competitive. Well, well, for the Eagles specifically. Okay. For the Eagles specifically. Because for me, it's Mm. because for me, what I've been battling is, is it that the Eagles are legit or is it that the Eagles are doing better than we all expected? Um, Can it be a mix of both? It can be a mix of both. But I think that calling them legit right now is not is not good. Who have the Eagles played? They played the Lions and almost mm-hmm. lost. Um, who did they play in week two? Was Washington? Washington. No, they played Washington uh, this past week. Past week. That's right. Week two, it was. Give me a second. The, it was Vikings. the Eagles. Vikings. Vikings. And the Vikings look horrible. I don't care what their record says. The Vikings look horrible. So, I'm like, the Eagles, and, and next week, next week, they play the Jaguars, who the Jaguars are impressive. Like I said, they were That's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. I, don't, good I, don't, game. I don't think it's going to be a good, a good game, Corey, because the Jaguars are still young. They're going to make mistakes. The Eagles got experience. So, I think, I think the game, I think the Eagles are going to win that game out, and I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I don't think it's going to be like, super close either um just because like the jaguars are young like they're gonna they're gonna fuck up you know what i mean um yeah my thing is like the eagles haven't played anybody worth talking about whereas like the cowboys coming out the gate and i'm just using the cowboys as an example cowboys coming out the gate played tampa Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and the defense looked good against tampa too i told you that yeah 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 um but I think when you talk about like teams that are like quote unquote in orbit, the Eagles are in orbit right now. Like, and I don't really think, I don't really think they uh, should be in orbit right now. But I will say, I will say this though. I'm tired of, I'm, I'm, the NFC East currently has three out of four teams over 500. I'm not trying to hear shit about the NFC East being a terrible division. Mm. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to hear that. Especially since all of y'all have played a divisional opponent at least once. So that means everyone had an opportunity to at least lose one game. 
there. And like I said, yeah. Washington, they might be the laughing stock of the league right now. But They're playing good football. Washington, one of them teams, they ain't good. Fuck your shit up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. In total side note, but my new favorite person in all of sports is actually a married woman, and I'm very disappointed. I'm the, the Raiders. Uh, yes, I'm heartbroken yeah. over here. Like, I need to be consoled. <laughs> I need an ice cream sandwich and a hug right now. Like, my heart's broken. I'm going to singing Yo, sad R&B songs need, when I go to sleep. We need good humor. If you're listening, we could really use a ice cream sponsorship for Killer. Yeah, because I promise you, when I'm on mute, it's smooth ice cream sandwiches going down over here, yeah. Or, you know, Cold Stone, Hagen Dye, something. Yeah. Marble slab. That's a Durham thing. Marble slab, good berries. Um, Even the mom and pop ice cream shop. Come on and give us oh, a sponsor. We're oh, bro. Matter of fact, there's one by my house. I'm going there tomorrow, fam. Bro, just ask them. I'm going there tomorrow, fam. Hell yeah, I'm going there tomorrow. Give me two scoops of chocolate ice cream. It's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> the Vikings, legit or nah, they two and one. I said no. They're I rocky. They're I don't so trust rocky. the Vikings. Like, if you told me after three games they're two and one, and I'd be like, yeah, I can see it. But if you tell me they're two and one and they play like shit, it has me concerned. Only I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no, and it's because Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. The only reason why the Lions, um, I mean, the Vikings are two and one is because. The Lions are young. That's that's legit the only reason why. Because Swift was dicing they shit. Dan Campbell, <laughs> Dan Campbell, he, he made an error in his coaching. Um, and he admitted it. He said he felt like his error gave, uh, you know, the Vikings a chance, a chance to win the game, which I think it was, yeah. a, I think it was a punt, a punt on fourth down that he chose rather than keeping the ball and going for it. So, Didn't Dan Campbell play for the Cowboys? Sure did. Mm-hmm. Tight end, right? Sure. Yep. Did. That was before Witten really broke out. Okay, I was like, I swear to God, he sounds like somebody who should be better than what he is. Nah, Dan Campbell's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he um, he he was one of those guys who'd be like, who? Oh yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's I, a oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with y'all. Vikings are contenders. Um, okay. Jacksonville. Bro, I'm all in on Jacksonville right now. I'm all in on them too, but I can't, I can't call them legit yet because they're so young. I'm going to call them legit because their division is ass. They have a strong chance to win the division this year. They could. This year. No. No. Oh no, Miami's in It's the, the AFC State South. State. This is yeah. the Miami Tennessee with, Titans who are underperforming. Yeah. You got the Tennessee Titans who are underperforming. You got the Colts who are underperforming. And then you got Houston who's overperforming. That's the division in Jacksonville. Shout out to the Colts for the having the Look, first triple single so far. Yeah, this I, that is they 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 are they they made my Pittsburgh Steelers look okay now. Like when I think about bad football teams, I don't even think my team should be in that conversation. Just based off of the expectations of where we are with the injuries we have. But getting back to this, Jacksonville legitimately, legitimately 
by the first three weeks of play are the best team in that division by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like they've been the most consistent offensively and defensively. They've been the most consistently coached. They have the most consistent ground game in the division where you have two of the best six backs in the damn league. Hey, did I tell y'all about Jacksonville before the season? You did. I still thought they were a year away because they were so young. But so were the so were the Bengals. And they got the best quarterback in that division too. That I'm all in on Trevor. I'm all in that, on that, that goes Lawrence, what I'm bro. saying. That goes what I'm saying, though. I I'm mean, all in on Trevor Lawrence. He's a beast. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know if I would say the Jags are legit, because I don't think they're gonna get to the playoffs and make a run. But I think they I think they are gonna have a playoff spot, which is um all right. Green Bay and Tampa. Legit or nah? Neither. Is Damn. <laughs> Neither. Neither. Um I'll say Tampa is legit just from the standpoint of that defense is legit. You had they average nine points a game. And Tom Brady was missing three starting wide receivers this past week. And they almost won that game. I I, I will say for now, I will say Tampa is legit. Because they're doing what they're doing, not even at full strength. Green Bay. See, Aaron Rodgers has this thing. I feel like it happens like every couple of years where the Packers are shaky for like the first half of the season. But then it's when it gets to like late November to December, they start to get on a roll. And all of a sudden, dudes we've never heard of, they start making plays and, and they be pulling out victories and doing spectacular things. So I feel like that's going to be that season for the Packers this year where like they have a shaky first start, but then they pull it together by the second half. Shit, they two and one. That's true, but they don't look all that impressed, at least to me. They don't look all that impressive. I mean, I get that, yeah. So, but yeah, I'll say the Packers are legit. I'll, I'll, I, that might be, I'm projecting, but I think they'll be legit. Are you saying that they're they're legit by default because they you're just used to them being legit or possibly yeah and like I said like I've seen them even though they have a, a nice record I've seen them be unimpressive and then pull it together so it's like it won't shock me if that happens again this season so that's what I'm saying okay I think the fact that the rosters he had back then at least the receivers the weapons. He can afford a lackadaisical approach to many games because of most of the teams that were playing were either because the NFC is there's not a lot of middling teams like like the Miami Dolphins were the last few years like they were middling like if you lost to Miami no one's really that concerned but if you beat Miami no one really gives a damn kind of like that you're either really really good. Or you're really, really bad. That's all I've seen in the NFC. You're either really, really good or really, really bad. That being said, looking at Green Bay and the Bucks, and I'm gonna start with the Bucks. They beat Dallas, who was already shorthanded and then missing their quarterback at what well, halfway through that game. Then they struggled with a bad New Orleans team who they were just given multiple opportunities to blow the doors off these guys. What was it? Four interceptions 
for for James in that game. Yeah, something like that. He basically, and they only beat him by ten. And then you struggle with a Packers team, which I've seen toddlers with more weapons than what Aaron Rodgers got to work with. So, for me, I think the Bucks are overrated. So for me, and it's going to show against the Chiefs. So I do think the Bucks are overrated, but I also think they're legit. Like the Bucks are overrated. The Bucks are definitely overrated. Tom Brady has not looked good to me, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, Tom Brady looked horrible. He, he Tom Brady has not had a game where he's looked impressive to me at all. No. Um, That's because his wife's about to leave him because he can't stop playing football. I mean, I ain't about to talk about the man's wife. I was going to say something more no. subtle, but yes. Yeah, I, 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 that's, I, basically, I, that's basically what's happening. I mean, I, you get pulled away from your team, you come back, and you're not even looking like the same dude right now. Like, I mean, he he's, legit- also, he's also 45. Like, come on. Like, like. Yeah, you mean, but what's the difference between 45 and 44 in the face? Look, I'm just saying. At some like point, my, my man's aged 10 years and 12 months. I ain't never seen no shit like that. I'm just saying, you, you like at some point, Father Time got has to kick in. Like it has. The man to look hungry. But <laughs> God, all <I'm> day. But, <laughs> but have you seen his cheekbones, bro? He ain't looking like handsome Squidward. Like seriously. But look, no, I like I think the Bucks are overrated. I think they are still legit though, because of that defense, because of Fournette, because they got Godwin and Evans. Um, I think they are still legit. Yeah, but I do. I also I agree that they're overrated. Look, you mentioned the Cowboys. I can't let you. I can't let you bring that up. No, nah, I'm, I'm saying like like, like the game alone was not a marker that you really want to measure the Bucks in. Now I measured but, the Cowboys but, 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 in that but, game more so than the Bucks. Yeah. Um, we talked about that game because I knew going into it, even if Dallas was a hundred percent healthy, I, if I'm, you just have those squads people. Still take the bugs. I'm not talking about your assessment of uh, the game. I'm talking about what you said. You said you know, they beat the Cowboys, who lost their quarterback uh, halfway through the game. I'm gonna tell and you also, that. were coming in very hurt. Like y'all didn't have an offense to speak of that week. Killer. They beat the mm-hmm. shit out of us. <laughs> like, like, like. I gotta give them credit for the Cowboys game. I gotta give them more credit than you did for the Cowboys game. They beat the shit out of us. No, they didn't. Oh yes, they Leonard did. For, Leonard for net beat the shadow, y'all. That's a big difference. They, they still Tampa Bay. They beat the hell out of us, Corey. I don't ever want to relive that game again. That Tampa Bay game. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Y'all lost that game the same way we lost to the Browns. I get it. We look like a a seventh grade team. Hey man, I got man, Don't don't do that. Cause my twelve, you rocking this year. We made a team quit on Saturday. Don't do that. Your team <laughs> could have competed against the Bucks better than the Cowboys did. <laughs> Your team right now. Oh That's man. all I was gonna say about that game. Um, but I, the Packers, I do not think the Packers are legit. I think the Packers are legit. I don't know. Look, the the Packers already don't got no impressive receivers, and Sammy Watkins is on IR, so. Um, oh, I didn't even know IR. that. When isn't he on IR? Yeah, Sammy Watkins is hurt. He's on IR. So, mm. um, now Lafleur did it, it has found a nice package uh, with dual running backs. Aaron Jones is proven nice commodity in the passing game. 
That's enough to get it done. Really don't. Um. So, I don't see the Packers as, as like making this like big run in the playoffs. I think they'll get to the playoffs, but I think they'll be like a. They, they might win the wild card and get put out divisional. Something like that. Same thing that happened last year, and everybody criticized Aaron Rodgers. You know, change there. Yeah, I mean that could be something that happens. We're gonna see. I guess I'm not buying in on um on Green Bay right now. I'm not. All right. I just can't. What about what about the Rams and Cardinals? Mm. Oh, by the way. Hmm. Killer. Hmm. I told you about that boy Calamari. I know. What about that boy Kyler Murray? Mm-hmm. I remember. Now, to be fair, Chargers have also lost. They have the same mm-hmm. record, one and two. Mm-hmm. But Justin Herbert has played better than Kyler Murray. Yeah. He definitely has. So. Still one and two. <laughs> definitely, yeah, but definitely, definitely has. Yeah, I, and my, my deal was never his play. It no, was you the said winning. Murray about a quarterback. I did not say that. I said he's just one more. That is legitimately it. Oh, I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. I got, I got, look, I'm going to have to <laughs> listen to the other. Episode. Roll back and listen because all I said was he's just accomplished more. That is all. I never said he was better. All right. But you. if you say, but if you look at the stats that Herbert's put up, you would sit here and say, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been to the playoffs too. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm pretty sure he's won at least you know, more than half his games. Uh-uh. That does come up to play. You can play awesome. You just can't lose every damn week. We've seen winning teams drop their quarterbacks uh, look, because I they found you. better options. I hear you. I just, I mean, I'm not saying I would drop Herbert. I'm just saying you got to win at some point. That's true. That's true. Saying Calamari is uh looking looking too good. He ain't been looking too. Yeah, I mean he hasn't been playing his best ball that much is a given. Man, Calamari in the game in the game on Sunday, this man threw the ball fifty eight damn times. Jeez. I would never, I would never call fifty eight pass plays. Jeez. I don't even know. He threw the ball fifty eight times. You can throw yourself out of a game. Was that was that, did they have overtime or anything? No, God. that was regulation, my guy. They went they, they, they went to overtime last week, week two against the Raiders, bro. In which they won that game. Yeah, and a comeback of all things. And Kyler Murray led that comeback. Hmm. I didn't even see it fit to bring that up last week, only because I kind of. I had a feeling that the play wasn't going to remain at that level. Yeah. So we're going to see how that goes. I still think that and if you're Arizona, it gets no better than Kyler Murray. You rock with that. And then you dump him nine years in the same way Seattle did with Russell Wilson. Once the, once the magic's gone, just kind of kind of let it go. Yeah, what the but fuck yeah. is up with the Broncos? fuck is up with Russ, man? Corey, that, that's your boy. Yeah, please, please make an excuse because I can't. Hey man, I, I was I was saying going into the season, a lot of people were down on Russ. Like, 
that he's not that same guy anymore. I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think one, Nathaniel Hackett's questionable coaching decisions. And two, Russ, there's something missing. I cannot put my finger on it. And it's not, you can't say it's a lack of weapons because it's not that. It's, I don't think Russ and Nathaniel Hackett are on the same page in terms of how they want to run the offense. I think there's a part of Russ that wants to just stand back in the pocket and throw. But I think part of what makes him great and special is his running ability. I think if they put more emphasis on his ability to run and take over games that way, I think the pass opens up more, and I think you'll be able to see Russ do some amazing things, more amazing things throwing the football that we expect. I, I just think right now they're not on the same page. That's what I think. So allow me to provide an alternative, uh, an alternative thought process. And Killer, you can chime in. But maybe, maybe it's Denver. Maybe it's Denver. Climate. Maybe Russ is still trying to get acclimated to like how to play that high altitude. Because even on the even on the plays where he is just doing a three step drop or a five step drop, the ball is short. It's almost like it's almost like. It's almost like his breathing is wrong, and it's causing him to like shortchange his throws. Um, that's at least what I see. So maybe it's an altitude thing. I also, I also don't think, and this is just me being on the outside looking in, speculating, looking at his moods and everything. I don't think Russ is having fun. Like I just don't think Russ is having fun. I think, think, like, like when when Russ was in Seattle, you could see like Russ enjoyed, you know what I'm saying, playing football in front of the 12th man, that sea that Seahawks crowd. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, like I don't, I don't, I, I don't see that same like happiness, that same joy. You know what I mean? Um. So I, I think it could be a combination. I don't think it's talent. I don't think it's talent. I think I think it could be the climate. I think it could be, you know, he's just not having fun right now. Um. So what y'all think about that? Yeah, you know, I I was gonna find a way to rebut that, so I pulled up their schedule, and two of their first three games were at home. Yeah, two of their first three games were at home. So and the last two games, he's looked. Average at best. Yeah. Shout out to a certain YouTuber for allowing me to say that. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, I, I mean. But um, like when it, it's wow. Yeah, like when you look at like look at the box score of the game against San Fran. He threw the ball. He only completed sixty percent. He threw the ball thirty three times. Completed twenty passes. Only 184 yards on 20 completions. Only 184 yards. Um, the let me see if I can pull the box score from 
the um in the week two game. Week two game against the Texans, I got you. Texans and Broncos. So the Broncos game, 14 of 31. 219, a pick and a touchdown. And he didn't even have a rushing yard. Well, no, I'm sorry. He had three rushing yards on two attempts. Yeah. Um, so, Corey, you was talking about, like, him running and everything like that. And I'm thinking, like, maybe it's his breathing. Like, maybe, like, maybe because that atmosphere is just different. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's possible he probably has to get more acclimated to the altitude out there. That's a good. That's a that's a possibility. Um, also, I would like to point out, even though the Broncos are two and one, I think they are. I think they are not. I don't think they're legit. Um, and I do not at all miss Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory has done nothing in Denver. No, nah, he had a sack last week. Yeah, how many Parsons had? Parsons had like, oh no, Demarcus Lawrence had three. <sighs> yeah. Last night. Alone. I tell you what, that that D line, they don't in terms of production, the D line does not miss Randy Gregory. No. <clears throat> Dorrance they, they Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong already has more sacks than Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory so far on this season has seven tackles, two assisted, and two sacks. Yeah. And a forced fumble. And look at two Dorrance, forced fumbles. And look at Dorrance Armstrong numbers. He don't Dorrance, even start. Dorrance. Dorrance. D O R A N C E. Dorrance Armstrong. Look at his numbers. He don't play nearly as much as Randy Gregory. Yes, seven com seven tackles combined, two assisted, and three sacks. Got one more sack than Randy Gregory. Got just as many combined tackles. Um, and then how how many solos did Randy have? Does Randy have right now? Uh, I think solos was seven. Yeah, so Randy got two more solo tackles. Endurance don't play nearly the minutes that Randy does. I be criticizing Stephen Jones a lot, but he was he was right on that at least so far. Yeah, I mean he drafted a kid who went to Kansas, so clearly he's not a great decision maker because he chose to go to Kansas. Oh, <laughs> you talking about Dorrance Armstrong? Yeah. Oh, hey, he producing, so hey, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Just saying, it's Kansas football, which is four and zero right now, by the way. Oh, word up! Mm-hmm. Hmm. They beat. It was a battle of the unbeaten, Kansas versus Duke last weekend. So I left. I left. And my nose are ranked. Finally. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Put some respect on my name, damn it. Four and zero. So I left these teams for last. The Browns. Legit or no? I'm gonna go legit. Oh man, I'm gonna go legit. I'm they saying know who they are. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, this is tough. I'm gonna say no. And I love Nick Chubb. Or I like that team, but I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I can't go all the way with the Browns. Corey. Yes. Hey. Tell you right now. What Amari Cooper has done for that offense. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We look like fucking fools. He's looking like Josh fucking Gordon out there, bro. What Amari Cooper has done 
and they're playing with Jacoby Brissett. Wait till Watson get in there. The Browns are going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. If the Deshaun Watson that shows up is what we think it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, Brian took a snap since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but like actually um, before the pandemic, Amari Amari might be I, I, Amari right now might be top five in the league. In let me let me check. So he's not top five in rec- If I can pull this up, I got you. But Amari Cooper, like this, like these last two weeks, back to back, a hundred yard games, and and Deontay Johnson up there though. Amari Cooper was at one, two, three. Wait a minute, wait a minute, because I think it's it's ordering them in amount of receptions. We don't care about that. I care about yards. Yeah, no, we care about yards. Now there's yards. He's definitely up there. Stephon Diggs is number one, but that doesn't surprise any of us. I think Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper on the season got two nineteen. Yeah, because he, yeah. he didn't do nothing the first the first game, but the last two been over a hundred. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So he's in the top twenty. Um, yeah, Noah Brown 19. is right there with him too. But uh, I'm looking at, Look at people Noah who Brown. are ranked. You know, Noah Brown's up Even there. Even Yeah. I'm, Deontay shoot. Johnson's up there with no quarterback. Tyler Lockett's up there with no quarterback. Um, Rashad Bateman. I know I talked some shit about him in the last episode. Yeah, you did. Still don't care. He only has <laughs> eight catches. Like he only has eight catches, so it's legit just big plays. Like you're not a good receiver. Like legit, everyone else on this list. Has I think fifteen or more receptions. Or right, Terry McLaurin has twelve, but it is what it is. He's the only one with single digits. And the fact he only has eight receptions in the first three games lets me know you're not that you're not that guy. Because Mark Andrews barely has more receiving yards than he does, but he has twenty two catches. So look, here we go. Last one of the, last one of the night. Then we got Izzy a Hall of Famer because I got two for y'all. All right. The Giants and the Cowboys are either one of these teams legit. Fuck me. The Giants, no. But that's easy. Dallas. I don't like you for doing this to me. My bad. <laughs> I really don't like you for doing this to me. I mean, you my boy. I love you. Fuck you right now. Because mm. <laughs> you got me thinking now. Well, suck it up, bitch. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say... I'm going to postpone the Dallas one no, until no, 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 after no, no, the no. L.A. game. No, 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 I no, need to no, see them. At... No, 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 no. Uh-uh. 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 Because the Bengals win, I'm not sure how much we can put behind that because my Steelers beat them, too. We suck. So, 
Y'all beat them in week one. Yeah. Why that that's that that week one is y'all did it in week two. But we both did it with backup quarterbacks. So yeah. does that speak highly of our teams, or does that speak poorly of, Lowly the, of, the, of, of the opponents you're playing? <laughs> you see where I'm going with that? I well, don't know. Well, the Bengals, the Bengals can't. The, the Bengals, the the Bengals couldn't even. They couldn't even build a house with blocks. So you know they can't block nobody. Like, uh-huh. like the Bengals can't block shit. I don't know what Jamar Chase did to y'all when when he played Pittsburgh, but I know not a damn played, thing. I know when he played. Diggs, Diggs locked his ass down. So oh, Akil Witherspoon locked his so, ass down. So when you take when you take Jamar Chase away and you and you pass rushing on forty percent of the defensive snaps, oh yeah, that's how you beat Cincinnati. I think I Cincinnati, think Cincinnati I, I think, beats themselves more than I, the teams beat them. I think I think Cincinnati. I don't think Cincinnati is like as good as what we saw them to be last year, like. They had a great, a great playoff run, and I think we all took them going to the Super Bowl as like, oh, this team is elite. But I don't, th- I don't think Cincinnati's elite. I think they're a legit playoff contender, but I don't think they're, I don't think they're elite. At this point, I don't even think they're gonna make the damn postseason. AFC tough as fuck. Yeah, we're gonna see. But what y'all got for the Giants and Cowboys? Giants. Giants I go yeah. Giants. No, I think that's the easiest one because just based off of who they played, and then on top of that, how they lost um, last night. And they've lost Sterling Shepard, ACL, yeah. and, and Daniel shame. Jones as the quarterback. That's a shame. Yeah, that, that, that's. I like Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I do too. The fact that um we can actually call this this the football parts of this show that Daniel Jones should not be a starting quarterback because I did I did rip his ass a new one because I really thought they left his ass in free agency like they <laughs> they like keep this in mind like they let him go and then brought him right back Killer, you still ain't answer the cowboy question I'm trying not to bro you see I'm trying hard as hell not to have to answer it's tough question. isn't it because it, it's tough because Corey ain't answered it either though I know I'm gonna say Legit ish. It's legit or not. I don't know what ish means. You know, it's like kinda there, kinda not, sorta kinda. Yeah, it's in that ballpark. That's where they are. They're sorta kinda. I would, I would say since I'm hesitating, I would say they're not legit yet. Yeah, I probably have to go the same way. But it's it's subject to change. I would agree with that. There's so because there's so many variables with Dallas that because there's two games that you guys got coming up in the next three weeks where I'm like this can decide how good you are. Rams and Eagles, you split them, you're legit. You lose both, I'm gonna go ahead and just send you the um the forty bucks after I get paid for my job that I, um that I'm getting as soon as I get that first check I'm sending I mean, you forty. I mean wait wait. wait. Do you really think the Cowboys? Did you really think the Cowboys was gonna beat the Rams or the Eagles? I mean, it's not like the Rams have been playing lights out either. Out of no, those two teams, the only ones been playing well, lights out is the Eagles, and they struggle. On their worst day, they're better than the Cowboys. You want the Rams? Yes. On their worst so, day. So, so you think that that team that showed up week one was was good enough to beat y'all? Yes. Hmm. I don't know about that, dog. 
I don't, I don't know about that one. Like I said, I'm going to go legit-ish. I'm just, just because I can't put them all the way there. I'm going to go no. But those are two games y'all got coming up that are that are big. And then after that, you have a you have the entire NFC uh, yeah the NFC North like in back to back to back to back weeks. Right. You got the Lions and the Bears. You got a body. You got the Packers and the Vikings. Then you got the Giants again. Y'all ready for this? This mm-hmm. team can legitimately win ten games. I think the Cowboys. And I have been hard. They asked for They got two wins. Yeah, and we got Washington. Cooper Rush. Washington. And now we enter the window that can come back any week. Me. While Dak is out. And let's say he comes back. Who we play after Washington? We play uh, LA? Yes. Let's say Dak comes back for that LA game. LA. I think they're better than the Cowboys, even with Dak Prescott. But without Von Miller, Aaron Donald is not as effective. Mm-hmm. And it ain't like it ain't like LA got the the greatest corners. They have Ramsey the opposite of him. Like you said, Corey, the way Noah Brown been playing. And the Cowboys got reinforcements coming. Like Dak is coming back. They talking about Dak might play. On Sunday, he was already throwing the football. Did you see the highlights of Dak throwing the football, like gripping the football and throwing it? Yeah. So they talk about he he's talking about he could come back this week. So got Dak coming back. Gallup still ain't came back. James Washington still ain't come back. You're welcome. Jason Peters just got here. Tyler Smith is looking great. Did you see the block he had on that Zeke run? Mm-hmm. Um, even Peyton Hendershot mm-hmm. is looking real nice. Sounds like an NXT name. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> Like you know, when he get called up, he gonna get rebranded. Yeah. Um, but I'm sitting here like, yo, the and defense, Corey. I'm gonna tell you, look, there's only one defense in the league that's better than the Cowboys right now. That's the Buffalo Bills. There's only one defense that's better than the Cowboys right now. The Cowboys got talent on every level of the defense. We blitzed. We got so much talent. We sent the ho- we got so much talent in the secondary. We sent the house on fifty two percent of the plays that the Giants ran. 
we sent the house on 52%. When you send the house, your secondary better be stout. Hooker was hitting. Donovan Wilson was hitting. Diggs covering. You know what I'm saying? Anthony Brown get picked on as usual. That's your favorite player? I can't stand motherfucking Anthony Brown. <laughs> I rather, you know what? i tell you what some better defense is than Anthony Brown. I'd rather have a dude, I'd rather hire a dude whose job is to stand on the sideline and anytime a receiver is running a crossing route, just throw a Krispy Kreme box at him. That box will defend better than Anthony Brown. <laughs> He ran the dig route. Hey man, throw them, throw them glazed out there. Hit, hit, yeah, hit him, <laughs> hit him right there. Hit him right there in the hands, like a frisbee. <laughs> just, just and, little flakes falling everywhere. <laughs> Looking like dandruff on the ground. And, and I'm gonna tell you what is encouraging. Little meth flakes. <laughs> <I'm gonna tell laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all what's encouraging about the Cowboys from my from what I'm seeing. Have you noticed? Have y'all noticed? We lost to Tampa, and then the report came out that Mike McCarthy is gonna sit in the room, tell him more, and explain to him that we need to make that we need to be more simplified and direct. What did I say after we after we lost to the Bucks? I said Kellen Moore kept doing all of this trick plays and shit, thinking he was fooling somebody. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, we ain't seen that since, cause Mike McCarthy been sitting, been sitting with him. Mike McCarthy know that's that ass. We have a, um, he missed the playoffs and, this year. That's another thing, Mike McCarthy. I gotta give him a lot of credit because he was losing. I would be on his ass. Run off and set him up to fail. With the he's winning in spite of them people. He is winning in spite of the lack of free uh free agency additions that we made. We gave we gave away more talent than we got back. Like I mean, he's used to that. He was the Green Bay coach. Name people they get. They lose more talent than they ever retain, or in that case, ever bring in. People if anyone can coach a jacked up roster, it is him. People attribute Mike McCarthy's success to uh to Aaron Rodgers. They believe it's because of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe co- yeah, yeah, I, I believe coaching has a lot to do in that shit, too. I mean, not a whole lot of goats outside of, like, LeBron, as far as, like, sports and whole, yeah. say that they didn't have a goat coach alongside of them. Yeah. I mean, you look at Kobe, um, Shaq, Jordan, Pippen, um, who played on um, Magic, Bird. Uh, all these guys played with Hall of Fame coaching. So it was great on the bench as well as in the field of play. All right. So y'all ready for is he a Hall of Famer? We got two of them. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. All right. Is he a Hall of Famer? Wish we had some theme music. Dun dun dun. All right, whatever. Um uh, what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? All right, so we're going NFL for both of these. All right. Hmm? <clears throat> um, This guy 
rushed the ball for over 10,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Got 68 total touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Got uh, over 2,200 receiving yards. Has 10 receiving touchdowns. Um, he. What can I tell you? His he averaged three yards a carry. Mm-hmm. He played for a total of nine years. He has been all pro twice. And he's got four Pro Bowls. To your Hall of Fame. Now, his was crazy. Not giving you the error, killer. Yeah, no, no. His was crazy because I was getting ready to do one myself. And I think we picked the same player. Who? Who who, 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 who do you think it is? I think it's Eddie George. Because I already was looking to do him for this segment as well. Okay. So I already know the player. I already know the player is Eddie George. And in my eyes, Eddie George is a fucking Hall of Famer. All right, Corey, who do you think it is? I would – I think the Eddie George call is a good call. And to me, he's always been a Hall of Famer in my eyes as well. So oh, if this is – the birthday, by the way, to Eddie George. So, so, you, so you locking in Eddie George too? Yeah, I'll say Eddie George. I think that's a good, good shout by Killer. It is, it is a good. It is Eddie George, and is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. However, well, kind of on the fence. I, I will lean to. Never mind. I'll lean to him being a Hall of Famer. I can't think like he's the he's the he's the greatest Tennessee Titans running back. For sure. Mm-hmm. The only yep. one. The only one close is Derrick Henry. And Chris Johnson, but I think Eddie George beat both of them out. Oh yeah, at least easily. Right at least right mm-hmm. now. Okay. When it's all when it's all said and done, it will be Derrick Henry. All right. Probably, as far as yeah. the rush king in Tennessee goes. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for second second one? I'm glad we got mm-hmm. the first one done out the way. Yep. This one's gonna be controversial. This man is. Uh, this man has eleven. 11,000 rushing yards, averaging 4.5 yards per carry. So you know what position he played. 73 rushing touchdowns. Almost 4,000 receiving yards. 16 receiving touchdowns. Six Pro Bowls. Two All Pros, two Super Bowl championships. Played in the league for eleven years. My bad, twelve years. Is he a Hall of Famer? You said got two rings. That's a heck of a resume. Two rings. One. Six Pro Bowls, two All Pros. 11,000 rush yards, 4.5 yards per carry. 16 receiving touchdowns. And you said over 4,000 receiving yards. No, I said almost 4,000. Almost. Okay. 
Now, I just got one question about the player itself, himself. Sure. Did he play in an era where receiving backs were big? Like, they were all over the place like they are now. Yeah. Because that kind of matters. I mean, they existed. But not as prevalent. Not as prevalent as today, but but prevalent enough. Like in the Westbrook era? I'm not giving you the error. See, when you do that, that makes me think as someone who played when like the league was chock full of fucking running backs. Yeah. Stop trying to guess the player. Ask I, answer the answer. I mean, no, no, no. I, no, so I believe he's a Hall of Famer. Yes. So he is a Hall of numbers. Famer to you. Okay. Yeah, I think. Because, I mean, there's only like a seven thousand yard marker between him and where the um where the top spot is with Emmett. So, and we all know how long Emmett played. Emmett played till like what, 2004, something like that. Yeah. And he was drafted in '90. Yeah. So, so Corey is he a Hall of Famer? Well, so I feel like based off his resume, his resume is better than Eddie George, and I'd say that Eddie George is a Hall of Famer. So yeah, I'm saying this guy's a Hall of Famer. So now, who y'all think it is? Okay, so it has to be someone who won Super Bowls. There's two of them, so that really dwindles it down. Because a lot of these backs I'm thinking about, thinking about only have one. Yeah. Like my head originally was going Marshall Falk. Don't don't you be confused about them Super Bowls. Don't don't let them Super Bowls <laughs> fuck you up. So normally when you when, so when you said two, I immediately thought Terrell Davis, but I don't think Terrell Davis had that longevity. He didn't even have he didn't even have, didn't even have ten thousand yards rushing. Yeah, I think eight. so. Yeah. Uh, you said he did he eclipse eleven thousand or was he under eleven thousand? He eclipsed eleven thousand. How many years did he play? Eleven. Oh, my bad. 12, 12, 12. 12? Can you tell me how many different teams he played for? <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, okay. Guys who I know eclipsed 11. I think Ward Dunn was close, but he didn't win any. He won one. Shady. How many does Shady have? I don't think he has any Super Bowls, though, does he? Well, he has no, one. he does. He, he has one? Does. He has one with the Chiefs. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, he got one. Shady got one with the Chiefs. But this guy has two. Now, if I think about backs who've won multiple rings, that's Emmett, but who has way more yards. And he has three. Um, Okay, you know it's hard too. It's like they don't necessarily have to win rings with the same team. Mm-mm, that's that's the craziest part. Because I was thinking my head was originally about to go Jerome, but Jerome rushed for like almost fourteen, what I can remember. And then only other backs that come to mind are like Marshall Falk and Adrian James, but both of them got one apiece. Yeah. 
And oh, then I'm thinking about guys good. like. I got a good one there. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How many rings do the Washington Redskins have? Washington Redskins got uh three rings. Three. three. Okay, I think he was on the team for all three of those, so it can't be him. I'm I thinking would, about this guy because I was thinking about I was thinking about making him one as well, but I was gonna put it off for a while. Okay, go ahead. Because I like the because the running back joint is really really confusing, but it's also straightforward if you research it. And since we and you are the ones who do the Izzy Hall of Famers to each other, it's a lot of research that goes into it on both ends. OJ didn't get one. I'll tell I'll tell y'all this. I give y'all a hint. I give y'all a hint. Hmm. Other than Megatron, he is the he is the most talented football player I have ever witnessed on an NFL field in my life. Oh, now we've had this conversation before. But it was way back in undergrad. He's talented. Like when you but, talk, when you talk about, when you talk about talent and athleticism, the who was it? He is in the top two. It is Megatron. Uh, Barry Sanders and no rings. No, he did not. But I think someone who he likes just as much did. And I'm trying to remember the conversation. I know it had a lot to do. We were talking about my division, and I brought up the fact that me and my brother were playing Madden, and I took over the Bengals. He had the Browns. Son, I'm going to go Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon, okay. This is my favorite Dillon. Hall of Famer so far. Like, I'm, really, I'm thinking hard as hell. Just, like, I'm really trying to, like... <laughs> Y'all never gonna guess it. <laughs> Y'all never gonna guess it. But he he is the second most talented person I've ever seen on a football field. See, here's the thing. I know I know Mike, yeah. and I know we've had this conversation before, at some point in our lives, and I'm trying to recall it. Like I I feel like I know the answer, but I don't know the answer. I'm I'm I have said it before. I have said you know it. What? I've said it to y'all once before. But no, I'm changing know. my. I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my answer because I remember the conversation now. I remember the conversation. I remember the conversation because you you love him and you hate him at the same damn time because he used to cook y'all shit. Lashawn McCoy. That's what you're going. That's what the fuck. That's what I'm going with because he used to cook y'all shit. You used to hate it, but you used to appreciate his game. You feel the way about him the way I feel about Ocho. Gosh. We have had this conversation before, though, in undergrad. And- mm-hmm. Like I said, it was coming back to me. I was like, I know we talked about we talked about running backs that you like. You did bring up Corey Dill. Damn. But I think it was about how he adapted once he got to New England, and you liked that he was able to become a part of that org. But kind of think of it, I don't think Corey Dillon has two rings. I think he has one. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Sean McCoy because I think McCoy does have two rings. Because he was on the Chiefs. 
and the Bucks. He got like two carries that whole season. He did play for the Bucks. Oh, did he play for the Bucks when they won the Super Bowl? When they won the Super Bowl. He got he got Super Bowls in like back to back years. I I forgot he played for the Bucks. That's a good call. It might be LaShawn Unchart. Okay. So did he okay, so he got he got a ring with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And he got one with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's LaShawn McCoy. That's the guy. That's LaShawn McCoy. Y'all locking it in? Locking it in. Locking it in. LaShawn McCoy is the person who I picked for this. Is he a Hall of Famer? He is the greatest. He is the most talented running back I have ever seen in the NFL. There has never been any running back to do the type of like like trickery that LaShawn McCoy put on a, on a football field. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, if LaShawn McCoy don't get in the Hall of Fame, I don't care about the Hall of Fame no more. Like like LaShawn McCoy LaShawn McCoy was like like Barry Sanders was nice, but LaShawn McCoy is who we thought Reggie Bush was going to be. Mm-hmm. 100%. Like, what Reggie Bush did in college, LaShawn McCoy did in the pros. Like, that, like... They Where did McCoy go to school? At Pitt. ACC, baby. McCoy, McCoy went... I mean, it wasn't the ACC when he was, he was at Pitt. Yes, he was. No, mm. the, he was... The AC, Pitt was not in the <laughs> ACC when he was there. In 2008? Pitt was in the Big Ten. In 2008, you really want to do that, Mike? You really want to do that real quick? You really want to do that? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Pitt was when did ACC. Pitt join the ACC? It was 2008. Oh, wow, it was 2011. When was this? I told you. Whoa, bro. He was not in the ACC. Oh, that's right. They joined with, with Q's. It was 08 for um Boston College, Miami, and um, Virginia Corey, Tech. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's what it was. Hell yeah. <laughs> he wasn't no, no damn ACC. He was in, the, I think it was the Big East. Yeah, it's the Big East back then. Yeah. When, uh, when, when like UConn and Syracuse and all of them was in there. Um, But yeah, hey, look, I don't know who y'all favorite running backs are. Like, like my fate, my of all favorite, time. Like, yeah, my favorite running back of all time. Is Ladanian Tomlinson my favorite? But Lashawn McCoy, as far as talented, yo, look up his highlights. There was one, there was one run. I forgot. I was it against Chicago. I forgot who it was. Lashawn McCoy took the handoff and went to the left, then juke back to the right. Didn't have a hole. The defenders was coming at him, reaching for him. This man backpedaled on the field until all of them fell, and then he took off upfield. Like, that crazy. man built different. Crazy, like, <laughs> crazy work, yo. Crazy work, like, I, like, yo. Sean McCoy was that deal. Um, but yeah, that that was my pick. That was my pick, yo. I was like. And the reason why I picked them is because I be listening to I Am Athlete 
And so LaShawn McCoy always he always be bragging about how he he the all time leader in Russia for the Eagles. And I was like, shit, he is the all time leader in Russia for the Eagles. Like they had mm-hmm. Bruce Staley and all that. Like Bruce Staley, Brian <laughs> Brian Dawson, um, yeah. not Brian Dawson, um, Brian Westbrook. Right. Yeah, Brian Dawson is what I said. That's a radio personality in the triangle. Like, I got no, that very. Man, I don't know who the hell you talking about. Yeah, yeah, I actually know that dude. He's short as fuck. Hey, y'all look. I'm about to share my screen with y'all. I'm about to share my screen with y'all. Y'all look at it. Can y'all see it? Rashady yeah. is built different. Heck yeah. Like. Shady. It's shady. This was supposed to be Reggie Bush. Bro, did you see the pitter-patter of his feet just then, bro? Yes, that's what I'm talking about, yo. Shady I remember that game. Outside, said, of that, minute, minute. <laughs> outside of Calvin Johnson, Shady McCoy is the most talented running back I have ever seen in my life. Oh, good God. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, this is a kid that plays for my 12 You, I promise you got shady moves, bro. Shady was a motherfucking problem, and like I and the thing, that's the thing, yo. I loved Shady McCoy, like loved him. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus god. Christ! Jesus. Yo, I'll be honest with y'all. I may just do a video of me reacting to Shady highlights, bro. Yo, I, look, hey, sh- Saquon, Saquon. The this is what Saquon can be if he's healthy. No, no, no. This is what Saquon was supposed to be. See, LaShawn McCoy never suffered the knee injuries that Saquon did. First mm. of all, that man Shady McCoy is holding that football like the Falcons used to. Yeah, yeah. That used I'm to try- piss me off watching see, that. I'm trying to see this play. Wait, wait, I'm going to roll that back. Did he just run past the Ravens linebacking core? It's coming. He did a lot of running past the Giants. That's not impressive. Dog, this nigga in good lord. <laughs> That's nasty, dog. Miming. Miming. Pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter, pitter patter. I love me some damn shady. Yo, yo his footsteps, <laughs> as far as like how he runs. Yeah. That's how Josiah runs away from me when he got my phone. Maybe you got a, a, a Hall of Fame running back on your hands. Bro, I promise you, if I do, oh, good God. Good God, bro. <laughs> yo, this bro, is embarrassing, I, yo. I really would. God damn. Did, why? Who is this? Who is that team? Who so, was that? So I've never seen so much blue so, move so slowly. So I'm going to ask y'all again. <laughs> is he a Hall of Famer? Hell yeah. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shady McCoy. As he would say, as he would say, crazy work. Shady McCoy had crazy work. Crazy, bro. Them crazy feet, work. them feet was stupid, bro. <laughs> mm. It looked like he fell. And, oh, good Christ. damn! <laughs> good God, I'm like, this dude out here snatching souls, dog. Bro, can you imagine having to deal with him and then if he decided to keep it, having to deal with Michael Vick? This that Eagles team should have won a damn Super Bowl. I'm trying I'm trying to see the play where like they was he backpedaled 
I know it's coming up. He backpedaled, yo. Shit, hold up. It ha- it's, <clears throat> it's around here somewhere. It might be one of the first ones. But there it was. Then again, a lot of his stuff looks like him backpedaling. Mm. That's it right, right there. there. That's it right <sighs> there. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, my Lord. Hold up. Me. He back dog. Probably that was Ogletree. He did that too. Jesus Christ. That's Ogletree. That was like the that was their best linebacker for like eight years, bro. Gotta see it again. I gotta see what was how. Jesus Christ. I promise you that's Alex Ogletree, bro. I promise you. I hated playing this nigga. I hated playing him. He was like the Mike Vick of running backs, which is crazy because he had Mike Vick as a quarterback. And I just want I just want everybody to be aware. Yep, I was right. That was Alex Ogletree that he peep, 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 peep from. I, I just want everybody to be aware. Chip Kelly fucked this up in Philly. Did he? Oh, my God. I know y'all remember that game, that snowball. Mm-hmm. I think he had like 200-something yards rushing that day. Yeah, yeah, because all you could do was run. But, yeah, that's the dude. But, yeah, he he's without a doubt, without a doubt, Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, while you there, bro, you can go ahead and go to um go to um the halftime adjustment and sub to a dude page. That'd be great. I got you. I got you. All right, that's all I got, man. Man, that, yo. Clap it up for this show, y'all. Clap it up for the show today. <laughs> Clap it up, man. This this one right here, I I I'm gonna let me say this is this right here is probably this is a damn entertaining three hours we just spent with each other. Facts, facts. Damn, it has been three hours. Shit. Yeah. Not, I got to take my old ass to bed. Bro, who you telling? Hey, I got I gotta get up in the morning and cut half an acre of grass. That's gonna be so much fun. Get up and sweat. That's a terrible way to wake up. Hmm. But y'all, I can honestly, I had fun tonight. Absolutely. If y'all still mm-hmm. here rocking with us, we thank y'all so much for doing so. Cause three hours is a long time to spend with anybody. That includes family, loved ones, wives, husbands, whoever you are dealing with. And this is probably our longest show that we've ever had. Yeah. That a lot, wasn't a lot our of shit happened this week though. Yeah. Like Honestly, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna pat myself on the back real quick. I had to string this shit together somehow. You did good, killer. You you, <laughs> killer. you composed yourself real well. I told you, I told you. Over these last three weeks, I have grown as an individual. Yeah, you composed yourself real well. Right? Yeah, because we both know. Had this been a show when it was just me and you, oh, this thing would have went off the rails a long time ago. <laughs> It went off the rails about 15 minutes into Ime Udoka. I can guarantee you, it'd be terrible. All right, let's get up out of here. But yeah, man, y'all got y'all boys got any final thoughts, man? Uh, great show. Also, if anybody has not seen the Michael Irvin rant from this morning on first take, it is must <laughs> watch. It is at whether you are a Cowboys fan or not, just for the sheer entertainment, it is a must watch. Everybody go check that out. 
Sounds like you're giving me something to watch over the next couple of days. I'm definitely, I love laughing. At it is hilarious, bro. Expense. So this is going to be awesome. Uh, my last words are, um, my, la- my last words are taboo. What I mean by that is, uh, hey, y'all, uh, if you like sex, make sure it's consensual. Make sure you have it because it's fun to do when it's consensual. Those are my last words. Yeah, and even if it's consensual, make sure it's moral. Yes, make sure it's moral. Absolutely. Moral. Morality matters. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're in a position of leadership. I had to learn that lesson the hard way as well, Ime, so don't feel too bad. Oh, um, that wasn't that wasn't the email. Been there done that. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I'm just saying on a personal note. Been there done that. Um my final words are thanks. Just thanks. Cool. Because as long as you believe in yourself, the same way that Draymond Green believes he's gonna be a Hall of oh Famer. Oh my god. You will be just fine. Oh, real quick, for the people who are listening to us in Thailand, in Ireland, in Romania, in Japan, in New Zealand, in Turkey, thank you so much. Uh, thank you. We are far more global than I, than I thought we would be when I started this. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you. Definitely appreciate it because y'all listen to some ratchetness mixed in with a little bit of humbleness. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, what if they all just like American soldiers and they just happen to be stationed there? It's cool. I appreciate that too. Appreciate that too. But y'all, this has been a great evening. I appreciate the time y'all spent with me. Appreciate the time I spent with y'all. We out here. We out. Peace. Peace.